Blog Talk Radio.
Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power. I'm Beverly, and we have Dr. Robert X. with us tonight, and we are talking about rock uh, by baby. Sound like a rocking somebody to sleep, Dr. Robert X. How are you doing? Hotel, Sister Bev. Hotel, family. Well, we in the middle of a nursery rhyme, Bev. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and, and I, 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 I was, go ahead, Bev. Go ahead. No, no I was just saying that that I was was looking at those uh, whistleblowers and they blowing some whistles here. Unbelievable, Bev. The, yes, it's just wow. And of course. What are you hearing the Democrats saying, Bill? I mean, they uh, they kind of trying to push back, but they can't. It's so overwhelming. What can they say? Uh, they just busted the FBI and the Democratic Party wide open. Uh, no. So what they're doing is basically attacking them. Uh, the little Jewish uh, Old Testament girl out of Florida who got kicked uh, out of her position of leadership in the Democratic Party. Remember when she threatened the, the uh, Washington, D.C. police chief? Oh, yeah, Deborah I was Wasserman. looking at her. Yes. Deborah yes. Wasserman Schultz. Yeah, she looked, I mean, yeah. in my opinion, she looked like she had been through the ringer. She looked like a drunk. I was looking like at her. just came off the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's when she dressed wow. up. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. It is amazing, Bear. But she ain't, she's not alone. Okay? She said mm-hmm. that, and this is a part of their strategy. It's obvious because more than one of them said it. And it's the most ridiculous mm-hmm. thing you ever want to hear. Mm-hmm. She said that all of these whistleblowers were not, in fact, whistleblowers. Right, right. I was trying to figure that that logic out. Who do you call it? She, said, she called them MAGA. She said they're MAGA. Ah, okay. These people, uh, in some cases, uh, one of the higher-ups in, in Boston, the guy that run uh, or has a, a very high position in Boston, he testified, right? <clears throat> and he's been there for 30 years. She said these people ain't whistleblowers. Mm. I mean, you you gotta you you gotta just shake your head at these people. You, I don't know who they think they're convincing with this. Because I'm gonna tell you something, uh, and that's why we titled this forum "Rockabye Baby." Mm-hmm. Because that's something that you sing to the children when they're little, right? And you want them to go to sleep, right? Exactly. Well, they're telling you you won't while they're attempting to put your ass to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's no coincidence, okay? They're really trying to put you to sleep. But black put people are waking up all over the country about the Democratic Party. Go ahead, Bear. Yes. No, I say they're trying to put you back to sleep. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they've, been, they've been doing this so long, like we said, since Kennedy, since 63 and, and even before. But yes. they just got comfortable. And when 
uh, orange man came in and he just pulled the cover off of everything and the roaches was just infested. The emperor has no clothes. <laughs> Everybody else looking at him and laughing and all their nakedness. But, Bill, yeah. that's not stopping them. <clears throat> and I found it interesting. We pointed out that they met last week in, with a, in a secret meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking. Uh, the meeting was supposed to be about how they're going to steal the next election in, in uh, 2024. Mm. And then uh, one of the girl, uh, little white girl from the National Security Council yesterday came forward and said exactly the same thing, that the CIA, the FBI, uh, the Democratic Party, and the National Security Agencies have every intention of rigging and stealing the 2024 election. It's not going to work. Now that's a year and a half out, okay? <clears throat> uh, they have ways of doing anything they want to do, Bear. Mm. See, it's up to the people to stop these people. Because personally, uh, millions of people ought to be in the street demanding the arrest of the head of the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA. And when they get to arresting them, Arrest Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, all the people named in the meeting that basically plotted a coup against the government. Well, no matter I, I, who I it was. I don't think it's it don't matter if it was, it was Trump or anybody else. The mm-hmm. point is they tried to overthrow the government. Go ahead, Bev. I'm sorry. No, that's good. You're good. No, I'm just saying I don't think that it's over with. How they say the fat lady haven't sung yet, so we exactly. that still could be possible. We could uh, people going to jail. They being revealed now. It's like okay, yeah. And so now that they, it's almost like being accused. So they being accused. Yeah. We going through the trial. You know the facts is being made, and so the arrest comes next. Yeah. They're going to have to go somewhere else to make the arrest because all the arresting agencies are totally criminal compromised. So they would have to go either to the sergeant at arms, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the sergeant at arms has that authority, but I know he can. they can arrest uh, all the politicians in government. And I'm assuming that these people are politicians the head of the FBI, et cetera, et cetera. Or you could use the military. That's it. And they need, uh, the top brass in the military needs to be uh, kicked out of office as well. Because mm-hmm. you got two like parties of the military, don't you? you got say that one again? Party. In, in order for the coup to take, a, to take a part, I mean, for them to do the coup, didn't they have to have part of the military? Didn't Biden call out thousands of troops on his inauguration? Mm-hmm. Didn't they put up uh, fencing and, and lock down uh, the Capitol? Yeah. And all of that was for show, to make the people think that they were under some kind of threat. And to this day, nobody has thrown a spitball at any of them. (laughs) 
it's been them who have been harassing and arresting people under nonsensical charges. And then tell you, yeah, we got the video, but we can't show you because it'll show what our people was doing because it'll show that they were the facilitators of the violence. So we're going to charge you with seditious conspiracy and lock you up. All of it's going to be overthrown, Bear. Go ahead. Yes, and I also heard that it was thousands of the people in that January the 6th were agents. Yes, that's, that's what I'm coming talking about. Out too. Oh, okay. So those people that was storming the White House, most of them was agent. They was undercover, and and you know, so all so they did. That was a a psyop or a part that was planned, as they say. Yes, and it was planned uh, almost a year before. Mhm, mhm. And they so stupid, bear. Remember. They did the same thing in Michigan with Whitmer. They created some white supremacy. Yeah. You see? And the guy that was responsible for that in the FBI, they moved him to D.C. for January the 6th. He Mm -hmm. ran that operation. It was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they charged people with seditious conspiracy, Bear family, (laughs) Mm -hmm. with no evidence, none whatsoever. They just made it up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Bear. No, I'm just saying, you know, they did it here, and then, like you say, they took him there and there, but he got busted. He got busted here. Yep. And just like they did The reason he got there. busted, though, Bear, because mm-hmm. if you recall, him and his wife were part of a swingers group. <laughs> oh, that's And apparently, right. his wife was getting jugged some awful, and he got pissed off and started whooping her ass. And he got arrested. And that's how uh, he lost his spot. He didn't lose his spot because of uh, getting busted with the situation in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Or January the 6th. But I say again, their aim is to attempt to put you to sleep. rock by baby on a treetop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the bow breaks, our black asses will drop. If we ain't careful, Bear, family. Yeah. Now, sing that to your children and watch them go to sleep. I'm looking all over the place uh, in other cities. Black people are complaining about Juan Valdez being put out and put in the hood. Get over there and sit down. And if he ain't getting put in the hood, he's getting the best of some of the best housing accommodations uh, that the country has to offer in plush hotels. They in there getting room service. Can't speak a damn bit of English. Room service. But as I said, black people are starting to see through the veneer. We ain't woke. They woke. Okay. <laughs> the woke people are half asleep. See, but people are awakening. There's an awakening going on. 
and that's what they can't deal with, and it's across the board. Nobody can really say anything because the evidence of all of what's going on is overwhelming and right in front of everybody's face. The Biden administration gets an order from the Supreme Court to uh, uh, process the so-called illegal aliens in a different manner such that they get a, uh, a court date before they get released. So you know what they do? Mm-hmm. They give them release That's dates. Right. In many cases, they're to return to court in 2035. Yeah, I heard that. 2035. Okay. In the meantime, they want to uh, give them license, okay, driver's license in two days. Can't read no English. <laughs> And I don't know how the hell you drive on these streets and can't read. If you see a sign that says one way, how do you know what it says? Uh-huh. Go ahead, Beth. Right. And I and they showed also where they where they was housing them a whole their holding place. They had those big screen TVs. They had the uh, movie theater lounging chairs. I mean. Comfort. That's what they were showing at one of the councils. I mean, um, Congress hearings. They were showing the pictures of that, and then they were showing all the homeless people on the street. Yeah. Some somebody in the chat room say, "Have you seen the video that they got Tyrone Bigger <laughs> and they got Tupac and Biggie Small singing in the background?" Yes, I have seen it. You you seen that? It's I haven't hilarious. seen that. Yeah, it's hilarious, Beth. Okay. I've seen uh I saw another one too. Okay. But okay. the point is it, it doesn't matter whatever area you choose to discuss in terms of government. It's all lies. Lie, the lies stick out. I don't care what you say, what you talk about. Pick a subject. Ed, education Whatever. It's all lies. I've been uh, saying for some time now that I find it interesting that the Democrats are supporting this insanity. Okay? They supporting the FBI spying on people. I mean, just think, think about that in terms of what the FBI has represented to black people. Somebody also say that in Chicago, they housing immigrants at the uh, black police station. Yeah, at schools and wherever they can put them because there's so many, mm-hmm. and this is just the beginning. These are small numbers. Mm-hmm. Now you think 600 million Okay, so far there's been about, if I had to guess, since he's been in office, I would say that over 10 million illegals are in this this country now, Uh, Mm -hmm. 10 million more. Okay, because for 20 years, from 2000 to 2000, I'm sorry, from 1990 to 2010, interestingly, 
the number of illegals in the country stood at 12 million for 20 years. 12 million. Let me tell you something, family. I guarantee you there's more than, there's about 50 to 75 million illegals in this country. You can't go nowhere and not run into them. Uh, for a place like Chicago that used to have small enclaves of them, they're all over the state. They've taken over whole <laughs> suburbs of nothing but illegals. So it's not just the city. And so personally, I don't think black people have really the right to complain because it's not like they ain't squatted all over you. Pick a subject. When they ain't squatted on you. I'm including myself in that because they're taking a squat on me too. I'm in the heart of the hood. And there's a, about three families that live not two blocks from me. Okay, so... Just just sit back and relax because all this is a part of their plan to neutralize black people. That's what they're giving them the driver's license for. So they can, uh, I don't know how you say pole in Spanish, but that's what they're expecting them to do. They don't know that they're basically voting for their own demise if they uh, vote. And I'm really shocked that not one politician has gone to the Supreme Court to uh, reacquaint themselves with what the rules for voting are. If you're not a citizen, you're breaking the law on top of breaking the law. And I haven't heard one politician open their mouth about that. Okay? But I did hear this, and it made me... uh, Kind of step back because all we have to do is give it a little time if we have time, and these people will expose themselves because what they're doing, uh, they can't get out from under. Okay, it's it's they're putting it right in your face. So I thought it was interesting that Ice Cube came out. Yeah, somebody said that too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's always interesting because these people are never going to fulfill what they say they're going to do for black people. You see, black people don't understand who who run the Democratic Party and how much enmity they have towards, towards us. Okay? Now, I've been saying uh, for years, People got your history, and that's why they want to give yep. you some 1619. That's right. And they make it quite clear that that's where you're going to start. That's where your history starts until they can get you off this planet, okay? And I'm not I'm not making no joke. I'm not exaggerating. Go ahead, Bear. No, I'm disagreeing with you. So at some point, you know, the ball is in our court. 
And from what I see, uh, there's some black people that's, and this is early on there, we are a year and a half out from the election. Mm-hmm. All right? And already, you're hearing stuff like this. And I want the family to check this out. I thought it was interesting. Uh, because I ain't heard from this dude in a minute. <laughs> I heard from him the last time. And they sent out all the Negroes to beat them up. Right? But there's a reason for it, family. There is a reason for this behavior. This is not happening in no vacuum. At all. So I want y'all to check this out. This headline from the Gateway Pundit, Hollywood rapper Ice Cube suggests black Americans should ditch the Democrat Party if nothing changes. Here he is on the Full Send podcast. One more thing I wanted to ask about was um, like in the 2020 when you kind of supported Trump and stuff like that. What, what did you think about like, because you're in Hollywood, you know, there's a lot of like propaganda and stuff like that. What was that like getting flack for that? I mean, I never supported Trump or Biden. I never asked to speak to the Republicans or the Democrats. I created a document called The Contract of Black America that spelled out a lot of different issues that we believe were the reason why it was so much unrest after George Floyd was killed. Um, And I, I released the document and Everybody wanted to talk to me. The Republicans asked to talk to me and the Democrats. I went to talk to both of them about the contract. The Republicans asked could they implement some things from the contract into their proposal. And I said the document was open for anybody to use in any way they desire. So if they just want to use it as educational purposes, they could. They wanted to add more, you know, paragraphs or more ideas to it, they could. They wanted to use it to change, get a law change, they could. So I didn't mind them using it. I met with the Democrats. The Democrats said, we like 90% of what's in there. And we'll talk to you after the election about it. There's like a stigma amongst like the Afri- African American community to like Republicans and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on in the African American community when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like black people have supported Democrats, you know, uh, overwhelmingly for mm-hmm. 50, 60 years. And and nothing has changed, so something's got to change. 
Now, firstly, I have to give credit to the Nelk boys or the guys at Full Send. You know, you really wouldn't expect that they have this kind of like frat bro thing going on, but they're having really important conversations, tackling some seriously important topics. I mean, you just got to give them credit. And once again, we get another great clip from Full Send. And Ice Cube's description of events there reinforces the points that we've been making. Democrats don't actually care about black people. They don't care about communities in need. They're simply politically opportunistic, focused on image and branding ahead of actual policy. We see the same thing over and over again. It's a repeating cycle. Democrats will take advantage of sensitive topics like the death of George Floyd. They'll play into the activist base using rhetoric and showing up for protests essentially genuflecting to the cause. But when it comes to implementing policies, they're nowhere to be seen. Tim Scott proposed a police reform bill and gave Democrats unlimited amendments. They could do whatever they wanted with the bill and present it to the floor. They didn't even participate because they didn't want to give Republicans a PR win ahead of the election cycle. The same thing here. Ice Cube put together a list of issues that the black community was facing. They took the call and essentially told them now is not the right time and never called back. Meanwhile, Donald Trump and Republicans actually came to the table and delivered a plan, the Platinum Plan for Black Americans. You guys remember that? This plan wasn't promising free handouts, more welfare and entitlements. The plan was proposing business development investments to create actual opportunity, targeting communities that need it, building from the ground up. But supposedly the narrative is that Democrats are the ones that care and Donald Trump is the evil, terrible racist. Even though Donald Trump is the only one willing to actually do something, mobilize plans and strategies. It's been almost two and a half years of the Biden administration, and we've seen nothing. He said, vote for me or you ain't black. He got the votes and then immediately forgot about you 24 hours after the inauguration. Surely people must be waking up to this reality. All these Democrat promises are generally empty and usually very suspicious in terms of the timing, all electoral strategy, and no actual substance to any of it. In fact, I'd argue probably the most insulting part is that most of the Democrat rhetoric when it comes to sensitive race issues isn't even really targeted towards black folk. I mean, surprise, surprise, the majority of the country is white. And with black voters voting at 90% for Democrats without change for decades, it's not like they really need a policy and performance track record, actual tangible results. They're not actually trying to convince black voters to vote for them. They already expect that to be in the bag. Their rhetoric is targeted towards white Americans. That's why they focus on activist narratives and grievance politics. They're more focused on white guilt and white savior complex than the well-being of minority voters. It's about making Democrat Karens feel like they're part of some social movement. It's empty, it's manipulative, and my hope is that people are waking up. My hope is that after Joe Biden said, you either vote for me or you ain't black, that people start to ask the exact same question that Ice Cube is posing here publicly. Why should we vote for the Democrat Party if after all this time, nothing changes? A question like that entering the subconscious can do a whole lot of work as it spreads. It just takes some time. Hopefully we're seeing that slow movement take effect. I'm not exactly convinced just yet. The cultural break. Now, here's the thing, family. The Republican Party is, there's not a whole lot of difference between the two. As I have said, until I'm blue in the face, and that's a pretty good trick. 25% of the Republican Party is revolutionary. They call them MAGA. Them Trump's people. Okay. The Democratic Party is 150% behind all this insanity that's going on. So there is no opposition in the Democratic Party. They faked out the Democrats 
with these crazy women, AOC and three or four of them, the so-called squad. Notice, notice, family. Where's the squad? Have you noticed they ain't hollering and screaming no more? Because they never were opposition. They're pushing the same agenda. All of them. And that's why when the black FBI agent testifies, you got this purple-haired white woman trying to use a fake Twitter account that they set up. It's an anonymous Twitter account, and the name of the account is the same name as the black FBI agent that testified. So the white girl asked him a nasty question. This is in the Congress. You may have seen this, Beth. Yeah, I've seen it. She asked, she, asked him a, <laughs> she asked him a nasty question, and then he says, that ain't my Twitter account. That ain't my t-. She was trying to say that he said the nasty thing that was, that was in, uh, on the Twitter site. And he told her that well, that, you ain't let me finish my question. Do you believe what he what the the fictitious Twitter site with the same name as you, Marcus Allen? Do you believe what this fake Twitter site said? Now, who does that, Bill? <laughs> Karen. I Crazy. mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so you can see. They don't give a damn about black people at all. And they just use us for props to push their agenda. It's the same thing they did 2,000 years ago. While they hide behind the scenes, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, these aren't whistleblowers. These are MAGA. And all of these people got so-called distinguished records while at the FBI and in the military, in some cases for decades. But because they're telling that the FBI is a criminal organization, and that's what they're saying, now they become MAGA, if you tell the truth. Now, watch this, Bear family. Mm-hmm. There's a black Democrat that raised her pretty head and said, she ain't eating the cheese no more. Because she know if you try to get the cheese, you've opened yourself up to the trap. And that's what the Democratic Party has been doing since the 1960s, giving black folk free cheese. You remember that cheese, Bear? Yeah, that thick cheese. That Big was old constipate you. Yes. If you if it didn't constipate. Constipate your bear, you could always <laughs> use it as a weapon because you didn't have to worry about it breaking. <laughs> it 
it was impossible to slice slice that cheese. All you could do is get chunks off of it. Mm-hmm. But the sister and other black people I'm looking at around the country <clears throat> are waking up and daring to tell the truth. Now, this is a Democratic politician. Let me see where she Oh, out of Georgia. She's from the Georgia House of Representatives. So you know what's going to happen to her, right? <laughs> Check this out, family. I'm State Representative Nisha Maynard, and recently I found myself in the crosshairs of my Democratic pocket. In the Georgia House of Representatives, I represent a solidly blue and highly diverse district, and I have never hesitated and will never hesitate to vote for the best interests of the communities I represent over party politics. I support school choice, parent rights, and opportunities for children to thrive especially those that are marginalized and attend a failing school. The Democrats at the Capitol took a hard position and demanded every Democrat vote against children and for the teachers union. I voted yes for parents and yes for children, not failing schools. Some of the schools I represent have a 3% reading proficiency or children can't do simple math. So I have a few colleagues upset with me to the point where they are giving away $1,000 checks to anyone that will run against me. I'm not apologizing because my colleagues don't like how I vote. When my community loves the fact that someone is finally sticking up for them and holding these systems accountable, let's be real. Parents do not want their child trapped in a failing school. And they aren't frustrated with teachers. They're upset with the elected leaders that put the teachers' union and donors ahead of their constituents. If you listen to the people working so hard to push me out of office, you think I actually did something wrong. But in reality, they're upset I didn't do what they demanded, like a good little girl. But it's ironic. I'll say every election year, I hear Black Lives Matter, but do they? I see every other minority being prioritized except black children living in poverty that can't read. We'll send a million dollars to the border for immigrant services, but black communities, not even a shout out. I'm sorry. I don't agree with this. I'm not backing down, and I'm actually just getting started. rock be on the treetop when the wind blows our black asses will drop because we think that these people on our side and they are our biggest enemy what she's talking about what she's describing is the real system of white supremacy notice bear the teachers union the teachers, the teachers union is responsible for many black politicians getting elected. They picking them. Okay. Uh, with Miss Weingarten, you know, the one that went to Ukraine because she wanted to see how mm-hmm. the school systems were working in Ukraine. Mm. That was what she said. 
she actually has a political agenda that comes right out of the World Economic Forum. Okay? That she just picked the mayor of Chicago. He wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the teachers' union. I guarantee you that Negro they got in New York. I guarantee you, major, major impetus played by the teachers' unions in his in his election, and they but they ride not, under the radar. Go ahead, Bear. But it's not a surprise because who is in charge of education? Isn't that the Rockefellers? Of course. So okay. I but mean, it's beyond, it, 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 go ahead. Makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Look, they imported the German model to this country a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're working up under, okay? This right. is This is part of the Zionist game plan to reorient reality and take over the world. Well, there's no better way to do that, particularly when you can hide behind it which is why the teachers' unions always ride under the radar for the most part. And other unions play a pivotal role like SEIU, Service Employees International. Okay? They're like the thugs. They're like the United, uh, I'm sorry, not United Auto, was it? no, not United Auto Workers, uh, some of the other unions from the 1920s to 1930s. And those unions were closely aligned with communists, just like today. But they have subverted the law to push their agenda, using black people every step of the way. Every step of the way. So now the... uh, N-double-A-L-G-B-T comes out of the woodwork. <laughs> okay? And basically shows their true colors. And I loved it. You hear me? I loved it. Because it's, it's not every day. You can tell they're somewhat in panic mode. Because it's not every day that they will come out and pretty much admit it based on their behavior, okay? Now, watch this, family. Check this out. Florida, if you're a black American. Yeah, don't go to Florida. Some sort of race seal of the left. We actually covered this topic not too long ago. I think it was maybe a month or a month and a half ago. And for the most part, I wasn't really taking it very seriously. I thought it was kind of a funny concept. I mean, just incredibly dumb. And I basically moved on from there, not paying too much mind after that. But I always seem to forget we're not living in a normal world. We're living in 2023 clown world. And whatever's most absurd, whatever's most stupid, at the end is what you're going to get. We're coming back to the NAACP's travel advisory, what has been dubbed a Florida travel ban or a suggested ban. We are going to educate the people about Florida and what Florida is doing to black people that no black person should want to voluntarily come and be subjected to. Don't 
racism. Stay away from it. And now apparently it's official. It's a national recommendation and advisory. You know, like the same kind of travel advisory for Americans not to travel to places like Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq. Beware of terrorism, kidnapping, extortion. Apparently the same level of advisory now applies to the beautiful state of Florida. Let me show you guys what's going on. It's an absolute farce. We've got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, it's real. NAACP has issued a travel advisory for Florida, and it's urging the black community to avoid visiting or moving to the Sunshine State. I'm actually struggling to keep it together. I had to take a little moment there to regain my composure to continue recording. I mean, this is some real clown world stuff. You know, the Democrats are desperate. They're desperate for some sort of racial narrative to keep promoting this grievance politics nonsense. After headlines like this from the previous election, Democrats failed to inspire black voters in 2022. Can they up their game in time for 2024? It seems like something like this is the strategy, but the whole thing is totally incoherent, totally ridiculous. Here's Derek Johnson, the president of the NAACP on CNN, making the argument. African-Americans and Hispanics are doing quite well here when it comes to running their own businesses and being able to make money here uh, and being able to live decent lives. How do you how do you address that with this new ban? Listen to his response, family. And if I'm not mistaken, this dude went to high school with me. He was two years behind me. And when he found out where I was about 15 years ago, he started calling me on a consistent basis. Okay, somehow he was able to get my number. He wasn't too bright then because I'm telling him all this stuff back then that the, N um, the NAALGBT was involved in. And because he got a spot like the head here in Chicago, he had to basically justify their behavior, even though he's telling me, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. But I need this spot. Check this, family. First of all, that's propaganda language. Over the last several years, it wasn't because of anything he did in policy. Florida, by geography, is an attractive place where people would like to go. But he's fighting the largest company in the state with Disney around tourism. They just pulled out a billion dollars. He is minimizing the quality of education by taking away the diversity for children to learn. Bam. How many times has Disney been busted uh, engaged in pedophilia? And they was one of the headquarters. How many times has Disney been called out about putting subliminal messages in cartoons aimed at children? A lot of times. I mean, we can go on and on, but they got this clown speaking on their behalf, right, because DeSantis cut a lot of that insanity out, and right. they don't like it. So you see, when we name it the NAALGBT, it's because that's who they represent. Okay? Let's, let's finish out hearing this, this, this dude. He has he has sought to cause harm by saying that every citizen could carry guns without permit. Those are not business attractive policies. Those are regressive policies that that that's going to hit a dead end. 
So you can spin the, the whatever language you would like to have. The policies that he has put in place are harmful policies to far too many individuals. And I, and I can tell you what Disney has been doing, what we have this call for, it is a trend that's about to, that's about to pick up, not slow down. Now, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. He's either a lying... Now, wait a minute. Chicago, New York got gun laws up the yang for decades. What's the cause of all this murder? You see, it's sad, family. But these are just examples with Ice Cube and the sister from Georgia, and she got a lot to learn. It's obvious. Okay? Because she in the body politic, and she's looking for fairness from gangsters. You don't get no fairness from no damn gangsters. That ain't what gangsters do. Gangsters lie, cheat, and steal, and at the apex, they intimidate people. And that's what they're doing. Family. So I'm looking at all this, Bear, and there's mm-hmm. so much other stuff. There's so much other stuff just beneath the radar, okay, just beneath the radar, but it's far more important. But I don't expect these illiterate black people, because that's what they are, the Florida NAALGBT representative. And this guy, okay, why wouldn't people uh, gravitate towards something that has some sense to it as opposed to uh, running out here making up fake laws for trannies? Who the hell want that other than trannies? It is them that are insane, okay? And again, these people are now in support of the FBI engaging in all of this criminal behavior, just like they did in the 60s. And go back, family. I've said on more than one occasion occasion on this program uh, that COINTELPRO didn't end. that they basically transferred it over to the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'riah. And they've been running the program. So COINTELPRO will subsequently become PSYCHOINTELPRO with major emphasis on the use of psychological operations. And we've said that I don't know how many times on this program. And I looked for the documentation. I'm not sure if it was in a book or uh, some article I read, but I had the documentation on this some years back until now. Okay? Now we got further documentation. And this is mind-blowing because if you notice, Bev, even Elon Musk, 
came out and made a statement about the ADL. And they call him an anti-Semite. Again, what is the anti-Semite? It's basically people that come from or have their origin in a specific geographic area, which is Africa. (laughs) That's why Kanye kept telling them people that he's a Semite. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's when the whole Hebrew thing comes in. While I'm none of that, I'm all of that. Okay? As we keep saying, the Christian thing is just derivative of the Hebrew thing. The Muslim thing is a derivative of the Christian thing and the Hebrew thing. It's just people practicing pretty much the same stuff, but in a particular, uh, with a particular cultural template that makes it different. So that's why I don't get hung up on uh, those things, right? Because I'm clear. That's why Islam, they represent who? Abraham, you see? So the Jew and the Muslim, who, uh, who they tell us are bitter enemies, but they've been living in that geographical area for a long, long time without all of the strife that you see today. Because somebody's been manipulating all this stuff, starting with the British. I just don't get caught up in the religion thing anymore. Oh, by the way, family here in Chicago would love this. We got a new spot, family. And I'm going to be giving a lecture here on June the 18th, okay, from 2 to 5 p.m., King Solomon's Mind, right off 79th and King Drive. I'll give you further information um, probably next week in terms of the title of the form uh, and the address, Okay. It's the house of Jah Rastafari. So you know what that means. Okay. Okay. We're going into the house of Jah Rastafari. (laughs) No doubt about it. We take the information wherever we have to to get it out. All right. So anyway, it's just good to get a spot. Because, you know, the things that I talk about are not exactly welcomed by black people in the city of Chicago. Although that may be changing a little bit here. Looks like it is. Yeah. Across the country. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because there's an awakening going on while somebody's trying to put our ass to sleep. That's why they're singing us Rockabye Baby. That's what these Negroes represent. Rockabye Baby. The NAALGBT. Rock-a-bye, baby. Put your ass to sleep and tell you you woke. 
Because there's no way in the world you can be awake and accept what these people are putting out here. You are absolutely asleep. Family, watch this. Watch this, Bear. Oh, this is mind-blowing. This is mind-blowing. Now, you know, last week, I spoke about, just in passing, the connections between what's going on at the border, what's going on at the UN, what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on with with Bill Gates, uh, Klaus Schwab, and all the rest of it, Uh, NATO, uh, uh, the Bilderberg Group, the United Nations, and lo and behold, wouldn't you know that the Bilderberg Group just announced that it's having its annual meeting this week? Wouldn't you know it? How about that, Bill? Yeah. Family. No. We thought it up in, in existence. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> no, I'm just just listening. Now, I need to take you back, since I just took you back. I need to take you back to when we pointed out, again, that the ADL was given the reins of COINTEL fraud. And I know when we talked about this stuff, it had to be seven, eight years ago. Okay, just in passing, nothing extensive because I didn't have any extensive information on it. But it was all within the context of laying out this global system of white supremacy and who was really behind it. Okay? And that these black people were nothing more than props to be used so that they could hide behind it but that these are your mortal enemies, all right? And they control damn near all of your celebrities. And when one of your black celebrities run afoul of them and they take them out, you can hear us hollering and screaming 100 miles an hour for about 15 minutes, and then we go right back to business as usual. That's what we do. I'm not separating myself from any of that, okay? I'm just a little bit more stick-to-itiveness than a lot of us, and some of you are too, because I told you, I ain't bought a Nike nothing since the 1990s with the situation with Michael Jordan and these kids out here killing themselves over his gear, some garbage, okay? And I told you I'm going to do the same thing with Adidas. They will not get another dime from me, not while I'm on this planet. All right? Because of what they did to Kanye. So you got to punish these people, and you saw them. They sent all their flunkies out there. Here come Russell Simmons. I thought Russell Simmons was dead. But there he come. Letting you know that it's good to be a slave. They feed me well. They take care of me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have no money. So just continue to kiss their ass, and then maybe you can get where I, where I am. 
He he sound like what Malcolm say. He the house nigga. Yeah, and he ain't ashamed of it because he put it on YouTube in a series. He should have titled it How to Become a Negro in three easy videos. That's literally what he did. But he ain't going to tell you about this, family, because he totally under their control, and he loves it. Check this out. Mind blown. ADL ran an extensive, multidimensional, multidimensional counterintelligence operation to destroy the John Birch Society. That headline in itself is mind-blowing because I know I've sit on this radio on these airways a couple of weeks ago and told you that one of the best resources that you could probably go and find is to go back and look in the archives of the John Birch Society, these white people, who were basically outing what was going on at the United Nations, okay, and who was behind it. They was putting it out there. So what happened? Here comes the ADL family. Remember now, they took over COINTELPRO. All right? Uh, COINTELPRO was run by the FBI. But you know the CIA was involved too. So let me read that headline again. ADL ran an extensive multidimensional counterintelligence operation to destroy the John Birch Society. In other words, they were spying. So they ran a counterintelligence operation. And I look at the John Birch Society, uh, who I got a lot of information from, and that's why I encourage you to go and read that stuff on your own. And in retrospect, and looking back at what they what they were saying, as opposed to what was being said about them, go back and look at what they were saying, and see if what they were saying is accurate. It'll blow your mind. Okay. Today is uh, Orange Man is a Russian agent. Y'all understand what I'm saying? It's the same thing being run by the same people because now the ADL is out in the open with it. They're not having all the censorship, the so-called hate speech. Who do you think pushing this? Who run the social media organs? Watch this, Bear family. How is it that the young people can organize on social media to get other young people to go somewhere and raise hell and don't get called on it? Now, y'all understand what I meant 
by social engineering media? Because I find it quite interesting that every time I hear one of these uh, mass uh, migrations of young people to go somewhere and just start raising hell, it's always organized through social engineering media. Now, they can cut off and stop every so-called right-wing Billy Bob. They they got it under control. They know what they're going to do because they use the social media before they do anything, and they go and preempt it. But somehow, when Ibu Kabubu and the boys get together, all right, and the girls, four, five, six hundred of them, just going somewhere and tearing up stuff and raising hell, the social engineering media operators somehow uh, don't know that that's going on. Can't stop it. This story is from informationliberation.com. Here's what it says. The Anti-Defamation League ran an extensive, multidimensional counterintelligence operation complete with, quote, undercover agents with code names, unquote, to destroy the influential anti-communist John Burr Society internal ADL documents revealed. So, there. Who would you expect to be running counterintelligence operations with undercover agents with code names? The alphabet. CIA uh, or talk- some intelligence. Right. Mm-hmm. Who gave the ADL that authority? Testament. You see, that's. They're telling you right into our face, right in front of our faces. As I said earlier, they took over COINTELPRO because that's exactly what COINTELPRO was doing. And this is in their documents that they gave to this other Jewish guy that wrote a book. They say, George Washington University professor Matthew Dalek was given access to some of the ADL's records on the spying operation from their historical archive for his new book, Birchers, How the John Birch Society Radicalized the American Right. They gave him some of the information, right? I bet you don't find the information about the South African government creating ethnic weapons and working with the San Francisco Police Department, okay, with police in San Francisco out of all places, right, and that they were going to uh, release these ethnic-specific weapons in South Africa. Family. And then they got busted spying on every so-called left-wing organization, particularly the blacks, 
And it also came out that they had been spying on Martin Luther King's daddy. Since early in the century. Spying on his daddy. This is your Anti-Defamation League that was given birth to, predicated on the supposed death of a black man accused of raping a little white girl, but it was done by a Jewish guy. And lucky for the black man, somebody questioned what would really happen and he didn't get strung up. That's the birth of the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith, the Jewish Masonic Organization. Okay? Now, they go on to say, Dalit, who grew up in a Reformed Jewish household in Los Angeles, recently sat with the Jewish Telegraph Agency to discuss the rise of the Birchers, how the ADL infiltrated their ranks, and whether such tactics are justified in the name of fighting extremism. Now, here's the deal, family. Go back and look at the 60s and find me some John Birch Society bombings in the country. And guess what you won't find, Bear? What's that? John Birch Society bombings in the country. But you'll find all kind of left-wing radical bombings and killings and all this kind of stuff. Just like today. Just like today. This is the Jewish Telegraph Agency says, before we get into the Jewish aspect of the book, meaning the chapter on the Anti-Defamation League's relationship with the John Birch Society, let's take a step back. Who are so-called Birchers, and why do they matter? Dalek says, the John Birch Society was a household name in the 60s, becoming an emblem of far-right extremism. It didn't have huge numbers, but it did penetrate the cultural and the national consciousness. Its leader... Robert Welch had argued at one point that President Eisenhower was a dedicated agent of a communist conspiracy taking over the United States. What's happening right now, family? Welch joined the John Birch Society to educate the American people about the nature of the communist threat. In its heyday, the group had about 60,000 to 100,000 members organized into small chapters. They sent out literature trying to give members roadmaps or ideas for what they could do. They believed that mass education of the public was needed because traditional two-party politics was not going to be very effective at exposing the communist threat. They would form front groups such as Impeach Earl Warren, the Supreme Court's Chief Justice, or Support Your Local Police. They tried to ban certain books that they viewed as socialistic from being used in schools. Some birches ran for school board seats and protested at libraries. 
not burned them down. They protested them, which is their right. Simply because you in opposition does not give an extremist organization like the Anti-Defamation League the right to go and infiltrate anybody. Because again, they get they will subsequently get busted in the nineties, spying on all the black organizations. Now, if they doing the spying, are they doing the setting up too? Because that's what spies do. Okay? And as soon as they wipe out the black power movement, here come the fake women's movement. Uh, with Gloria Friedan and what's the girl from uh, Mears Magazine who worked for the CIA? She admitted it. Gloria Steinem. And there was another uh, female Jewish politician. That's the genesis in terms of its uh, muscle being flexed of the so-called women's movement, the lesbian movement. Bertha something. I had her, the other woman, her name was Bertha something. I can't think. Anyway, <clears throat> she wore a hat all the time. Anyway, Bella Abzug, did I say her bear? Anyway. No, you didn't say her. You didn't say okay, her. Well, she was the other one. All right. All three Jewish white women. Time that the muscle gets flexed with the magazine for the women that had naked men in it so they could feel good about themselves, right? Uh, Playgirl, right? This is what they did. They were the threat because now they were representing the real system of white supremacy in its early growth because it's only what? Six years from 1963 to 1969. That's all. So once the Kennedys wiped out and Martin King and Fred Hampton, Mark Clark, and the Black Panther Party is splintered and the Black Power Movement, uh, brothers got to leave the country and go to Africa and, and Cuba and you name it, they got to run. Well, who was the most closest to them financing all of this stuff? Do I have to tell you more? That's why what they're doing today is equally as dangerous. Because now they got whole groups like the NAALGBT and Black Lives Matter, nothing but spy organizations used as props to push their agenda. Okay? Now, so you can see, uh, just listen to the language that they use to describe these people, okay? They say, critics feared that the Birchers were a growing fascist or authoritarian group, and that if they were not sidelined politically and culturally, then the country could be overrun. Now, this is in the archives. And this is exactly what they're doing today. I'm talking about uh, the ADL. The Nation magazine wrote that Birchers essentially had given their followers an invitation to engage in Civil War guerrilla style. 
Those fears sparked a big debate about democracy. How does one sustain democracy and at the height of the Cold War and in the shadow of World War II, Nazi fascist Germany, and the Holocaust? As you were researching, you came across a trove of historical internal documents from the ADL in the archives of the American Jewish Historical Society in New York. Why did you devote a chapter to what you found in those documents? What did those files reveal to you about the John Birch Society? These papers are a goldmine. They're this incredible and often detailed window into the far right, and in particular, the John Birch Society. They show the ADL had an extensive, multidimensional counterintelligence operation that they were running against the Birch Society. People knew at the time that the ATL was attending events where Birchers were speaking. But the ADL also had undercover agents with code names who were able to infiltrate the society's headquarters in Belmont, Massachusetts, and various chapter offices. They dug up financial and employment information about individual Birchers. And they not only used the material for their own newsletters and press releases, but they also fed information to the media. Does that sound familiar to you, Bear? Yeah, sure do. Repeat. It's the same thing, verbatim. They say, some critics of the ADL today say the organization has strayed from its mission. No, it ain't. It ain't straight. It was fake from the beginning, and it's still fake. But anyway, they say they were straight from their mission by not by focusing not just on anti-Semitism, but on a wide array of causes. But from reading your work, it sounds like the ADL, even then, took an expansive view of its role. That's because it was an intelligence operation. Then, examining not just direct attacks on Jews, but also how the political environment can jeopardize Jews. And I'm get, am I getting that right? And why did the ADL devote so many resources to a group like the John Birch Society? So a few things. It's the late 50s and 60s. And the Civil Rights Coalition is emerging. Benjamin Epstein, the national director of the ADL, was friendly with Thurgood Marshall, the Supreme Court Justice, and Martin Luther King. John F. Kennedy went to an ADL event and praised the ADL for speaking out very strongly in defense of democracy and pushing for the equal treatment of all Americans. Now, don't you find that interesting, Bill? That the national director of the ADL would be friends with Thurgood Marshall, who was an FBI informant? And I, I don't recall, Brother Derek, if you're out there listening, 
the names of the secret society Zionist organizations that Felix Frankfurter, and if I'm not mistaken later, Justice Brandeis, the two Jews in the uh, 50s and 60s, on the Supreme Court, they were members of this secret society. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. It was a Zionist secret society that came out of Europe. It starts with a P. Man. Anyway, they, along with Thurgood Marshall, and I forget who the other uh, uh, Supreme Court justice was or were, and that's why you got the Brown versus Board of Education. Okay, because that allowed them to continue to use black people as a prop in pushing their agenda. Because by the 1970s, you subsequently get the Bakke decision. Because now they're throwing away Negroes because they don't need you no more. They only pull you out when it's time to push part of the agenda. Family, you talking about white supremacy, this is it. All right? They say, Isidore Zach, who helped lead the spy operation, at one point wrote to his colleagues, that it was only in a democracy that the Jewish community has been allowed to flourish. And so if you want to defend Jewish Americans, you also have to defend democracy. Today they say, ah, democracy. No, this is a republic. They want it to be a democracy because they want mob rule because that's what democracy is. Mob rule. They say, there certainly were other threats at the time, but the birth society was seen by liberal critics, including the ADL, as a very secretive group that promoted conspiracy theories about communists who often became conflated with Jews. Well, wait a minute. Who were the primary proponents of communism in this country? Who financed Marx and Lenin? Okay. Where were they? Where were they meeting before they went and had the Bolshevik Revolution? You see, family? There was, in fact, a Jewish conspiracy. We've already went over that to show you going back all the way to the early turn of the century with the ultimate Negro who, when they founded the NAALGBT, right, they had one Negro on the board and all the rest of them Jews. Who was that Negro on the board of the NAALGBT, Bear? Um, who on the NAACP? I mean, he set up Marcus uh, Garvey. Who was that? Tell her family. 
Let me go back and look in the chat room. Tell the family who it was. He ended up running to Russia. Had his son over there, I do believe. He set up Marcus Garvey. You say he set up Marcus Marcus Garvey. Garvey. W.E.B. Du Bois. Oh, Du Bois. Okay. He was the only Negro on the board of the NAALGBT back Mm -hmm. then. The rest of them were Jews. And as black people will become more uh, educated, they will become more recruited by the communists. And that's why at every juncture of problems between the so-called capitalists and communists in this country, Black people played a significant role, including in the union movement, where black people uh, uh, thought that the unions, who called themselves progressives, man, how things repeat themselves, were going to be fairer to them because they got a job with the union. What they didn't quite figure out was that 99% of of the unions were oriented towards the Masonic order. I'm talking about the building trades. And they had no intention of accepting black people as equals. That didn't happen in the Masonic lodges until the late 1990s, where the Scottish rights would begin to treat as brothers, at least uh, on the surface, black people. I know we were talking about it and reading the documentations about it in the other lot, the uh, York White. The York White will subsequently do the same thing. That was in the 1990s. Okay, so that's the very epitome of the trade organization that they locked black people out of going all the way back to the turn of the century. But there's black people all over the union movement in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right now, because we haven't matured. what's What's the significant difference between Communist Party or Communism and Socialism? Socialism, well, they call it democratic socialism. There really is little difference. I would say the difference is degree of violence. Okay? Because Socialist movements have been violent as well. It's just the communist movements have been bloody, bloody, bloody violent. Marxist, Leninist, that's what I'm talking about. They've been bloody violent. Okay? You can look down in Latin America where you've had socialist governments. 
and they didn't go to the extreme. However, Lula, right, uh, he's attempting to go extreme right now. And I think that was because you couldn't necessarily do that and get away with it in this hemisphere. Okay? But you've had socialist movements all throughout South America for the last 40, 50 years. And every time it's been beat back, okay, or infiltrated or used as a battering ram by the CIA. That's why I said a couple of weeks ago that I'm not at all against Latin American countries getting reparations for what this country did to their country, financing death squads to kill people that spoke out. This is where we are heading in this country. Because all of that movement was occurring while Old Testament is taking over the intelligence community. Not, not every bit of it, but a big old part of it. <clears throat> but somehow, they never get their name mentioned in the press. We know that there are Sephardic Jews down all throughout South America. As a matter of fact, Mexico has a whole bunch of them. Remember, family, AOC came out a few weeks a few weeks back and said that she was Jewish. So she everything. She black, Jewish, <laughs> and personal color. And as dumb as they come. Because you don't need no brains to become a party. You just have to be proficient in carrying out orders. You don't need no brain. People that think on their own are dangerous to these people because they believe in groupthink, like robots, because they don't know nothing but what they've been programmed to know. That's all. And I, I brought this up before, Bev. That's why you hear them. When they're being questioned, they all say the same thing. It doesn't matter what uh, what venue they're in. They all say the same stuff. Like they've been sitting in the classroom and say, when you get asked this, say this. When you get asked that, say that. It doesn't matter what their age. I've seen uh, early teenagers, 15, 16, uh, to uh, pretty much adults in their middle 20s. They all sound alike. Black people. Totally programmed. And when you say something that doesn't or that conflicts with the programming, it's like a robot. They just go off and self-destruct. That's why you see their behavior being exhibited the way they is because you interrupted their programming. They have to talk all over you and make you agree with their line of questioning because the conclusion has already been formed in their minds. You can't deviate 
so they can't deviate. It's straight line thinking. Okay, now, they go on here to say, uh, blah, blah, blah. They say that there's, there's certainly were other threats at the time, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. They say, uh, would you consider the ADL successful in this campaign against the Birchers? They were successful. They used surreptitious and, in some cases, underhanded means to expose the anti-Semitism and the racism and also interest in violence or the violent rhetoric of the Birch Society in the 60s. Yes, some of the rhetoric was violent, but the behavior was not to any degree, not even remotely. Okay? That was the domain of the left wing. They had the violent speech and bombing uh, and setting fires and all this kind of stuff, just like today. They go on to say, the ADL was at the tip of the spear of a liberal coalition that included the White House, the de- sometimes the Department of Justice, depending on the issue, the NAACP or the NAALGBT, Americans for Democratic Action, labor unions, the Union Back Group Research Inc., which was tracking the far right as well. The ADL was one of the most, if not the most effective at constraining and discrediting the society. Clearly, the Birch's ideas never died. They lived on and made a comeback. It's somewhat ironic that you reveal the existence of this spying apparatus devoted to targeting an extremist and anti-Semitic group in the 1960s, giving the infamy the ADL would earn in a later era, the 1990s, for allegations that they colluded with police agencies in San Francisco to spy on and harass political activists. They eventually settled with the Arab American, black and American Indian groups that brought a federal or civil suit. I know you didn't study these revelations, which are outside the scope of your book, but could you perhaps reflect on why undercover tactics were seen as necessary or justified so you can see family? Now we get to the meat. And they snatch the meat out the bun and tell you it's a burger. But remember that old white lady that looked like she was uh, had been put to sleep? Used to always say, where's the beef? Right. On the old hamburger commercial? Mm-hmm. Well, the beef wasn't in there because the ADL snatched it out. They spying on everybody. Family, because they intelligence gathering for Israeli intelligence, Mossad. Did you hear me, Jeffrey Epstein? And the mega MEGA group? You follow me there? 
Same thing. They spied on everybody. But they settled out of court. But they should have been prosecuted for spying. Damn, is that what the FBI are doing today? Because they did take over COINTELPRO and made it PSYCHOINTELPRO. So when you hear people like Robert X saying, I object to what's going on, because this is the same program they ran on black people in the 60s and wiped us out. They didn't just wipe out one organization. They wiped out damn near any of them that had anything to do with real black self-determination. They wiped them out. Because we had black schools here, and uh, they gone. That's what Brown versus the Board of Education was really for. And when they took over them schools, they wiped them out. They took all them trades out of there, the same things that black people are talking about we should have today. It used to be in the high schools. Yeah. Family. All the even airplane mechanics was in the high schools. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the entree, the buildings, uh, uh, the arts. All of that was in the high schools. So you can go to high school and then go uh, and try to become a part of the building trades, and you were already schooled in the machinery and how everything worked. They took all that out. And then they privatized it and made you pay for it while they deindustrialized the damn country. They moved all the factories and all the trade stuff out of the country. In the meantime, they making money off of it because now all that is private this, you know, uh, a controlled data institute. All that stuff was in the high schools. And to be able to make sure that you became a part of the prison pipeline, they then instituted the psychological part. They put psychology all over the damn educational system, all the way down to the grade school, and gave the black children fake psychological designations so they can fill them up with SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, robbing them of their spirituality. And these are the people today that's allied with these Negroes. That's why you hear me so angry when I talk about the behavior of these Negro-ass politicians. Because their job is to put your ass to sleep, to make you think you got something coming from these people. All right? put you to sleep and tell you that you woke. Let's go on. They say it's important to remember that, wait, okay. In the mid-20th century, they talk in 1950, okay? 
law enforcement in the United States was often led by anti-Semites or people who were much more concerned with alleged internal communist threats, uh, the threat from the left. From the ADL's vantage point, no, that's because the ADL has always been aligned with communists because it's their people who are the communists. Okay? Go back and look at, as we chronicled here on Truth to Power, when the uh, uh, Antifa movement was started. And Antifa is as communist, it was nurtured uh, in the communist womb. Okay? The technocracy all come from the same thing, the so-called socialist slash communist, all given birth to out of the British educational institution of higher learning. And that's where many of these people came from, these so-called intellectuals. All right? So now, they say from the ADL's vantage point, one could not rely on the government entity. Check how they say they think. From their vantage point, you can't rely on government entities that were by law and by design supposed to protect Jewish Americans. There was a sense that this work had to be done, at least in part, outside of the parameters of the government. So they're sitting there acknowledging that what they're doing is against the law, but we're going to do it anyway. They, they, they say, when I first discovered the ADL spying, I didn't quite know what to make of it. But I realized they weren't just spying to spy. They exposed a lot of scary things with echoes in our times, like easy access to firearms, a hatred of the government, a denigration and defamation of minority groups. And this was all happening in the shadow of the Holocaust in World War II. I became much more sympathetic. They were very effective. And they had a vision of equality of treatment for all Americans, except for them. Because they the chosen. And they will tell you if you ask them. That's what the, the little white boy was trying to run. The little Friedman character was trying to run on Kanye. And Kanye didn't bite. Well, I'll throw my history to the side if you'll throw your. No, I can't throw mine. No, no. But yours is expendable. You see? Because if you throw yours away, you're basically saying that he's the Hebrew. Okay? And not a Khazarian. All right. They say it's obviously controversial. I try not to wear shy, I try not to shy away from it. But they had a lot of good reasons to fight back right and to fight back in this nonviolent way. No. They finance violence. Cuz some of us haven't forgotten 
the Jewish Defamation League. Okay? Here's what they say. The last thought brings to mind another right-wing Jewish group that existed in this era of taking things into their own hands that did use violence, explosives even. You mean the Jewish Defense League led by Meyer Kahani. When they got rid of, when they got tired of using Meyer Kahani, they blew him away. The Jewish Defense League. Uh, yes, exactly. He was a butcher, Meyer Kahani. Toward the end of my book, I mentioned that he was a member for a while under his alias, Michael King. Well, we got some running around here now. Okay. One of these white guys, I think his name is King. He looked like a white dude, but he run around claiming he's black, but his mom and daddy is white. And his name is King. I don't he he comes out every time there's some race anti Semitism, there he is. It's like he got a bell tied around his neck or something. And whenever they need him, they pull that string and that bell make noise. And here he comes. I can't remember his first name because he's not on my need-to-know list. I just know of him. Okay? They're going to say anti-Semitism is on the rise. And lots of initiatives are being organized to address it, both by existing groups like the ADL and the new one. The ADL's budget has almost doubled over the past seven years. I'm seeing Jews talk of fighting back and taking things into their own hands. And we are in this politically precarious movement in American history, all of which suggests parallels to the era you examine. What kind of wisdom can we glean from examining the ADL's secret and public fight against the John Birch Society as people who care about the issues affecting Jews today? And just like then, family, they went and got Jesse and all the Negro leaders, right, to basically front for them, even though Jesse and them knew what the deal was. They weren't going to bite the hand that feeds them. They say a lot of liberals in the 60s and a lot of leadership at the ADL grasped the axiom that things can always get worse. In 2015-16, you recall there was Trump's demonization of Mexican immigrants and the so-called alt-right around him and his campaign and expressions of vitriol by people like Steve Bannon. There was an assumption among a lot of Americans and among a lot of Jewish Americans that the friends right, the anti-Semites, the explicit racists, the white supremacists, that there's not a majority for them and they can never achieve power. If you go back and look at Trump's closing 2016 campaign ad, it's textbook anti-Semitism while he was surrounded by Jews, family. Textbook anti-Semitism. He flashes on screen these wealthy Jewish international bankers. That's all that run the international banks. Who else you going to put up there? And he argues that basically... There's a conspiracy of these global elites who are stealing the wealth of honest Americans. There's also 2017, the white supremacists in Charlottesville, 
who said Jews will not replace us. Them was the same guys that was just marching with the same uniforms on and masks, so you never could find out who the hell any of them were with police escorts every, every step of the way. And recall, family, that we busted out, oh, what was the name of the group? Uh, there was a leftist group there. They were armed to the teeth. And that the guy that took the photograph at Charlottesville where the little white girl or half-white half girl supposedly got ran over by the white supremacist white boy singularly, one person in the car, not a group, nothing else, just this one guy. The important thing was the guy who was right there to take all the video was the former CIA station chief in Africa. Remember that? Yeah. He's filming the car, running, driving through the crowd, but it only kills one person. How does that happen? How does that happen? Okay. Then... There was another terrorist uh, uh, incident in another country. I think it was in Germany. Either France, France or Germany. Guess what, Bear? Because we talked about this too. That mm-hmm. same CIA agent took the video of that terrorist event from beginning to end. What a coincidence. Seemed like a pattern. Exactly. Okay. So they use white supremacists in Charlottesville with the guys with the khakis and the the uh, uh, little alligator shirts, right? And the same thing just happened with Biden at Howard. And guess what, family? They didn't fool all the black people at Howard. One of the family members sent me a piece of some of the students in the crowd talking about how angry they were with that crap coming out of Biden's mouth. They say it was the worst uh, possible commencement exercise you could be a part of. Right? Because if you listen to this clown, he will put your ass to sleep. And you think you won't. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He went there and started screaming, white supremacy is the enemy. And you can literally see him in a Grand Dragons outfit. Every time I see him, that's what I see. I see him in a Grand Dragons outfit. Because his whole life, I'm talking his whole life, was basically, we don't want no niggas in our schools. That's his whole life. That ain't my opinion. And we're going to lock him up if they have some crack. And his son became a crack addict. No doubt about it, man. And if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, nigga. (laughs) 
Check this out, Bev. This is some of the graduates. Shout out to the family for sending me this at that Howard University commencement exercise. Check this out, family. This is the worst graduation of my life. This is a campaign speech. A campaign speech. You got this white man here, Howard. What is going on? I would have given a better speech. I did give a better speech at my high school graduation. Howard, you disappointed us. Tremendous. You could have had Michael Jordan. We could have had somebody who actually did something good for something, something good for the black community. I wouldn't even follow 50 Jay Z. LeBron James. Out of all the people, oh my! I'm not listening to LeBron. LeBron doesn't have anything. I have to What? I have to agree. I have something with LeBron. That's my legacy. Oh my God! I hope you could tell what they were saying, family. I mean. It's mind blowing, but he needs. Ladies and gentlemen, to welcome he, to the power slap to Wolverine versus the Bell of Fish. He needs the exposure. So, what better exposure than to take him in front of a bunch of props? They do it all the time. Okay, but. There's two parts to to this particular video. Did you notice the response of these black graduates from Howard University who they would rather have had to come and speak in front of them? They may as well have kept this dummy. Thank you. That's what I was saying. Jay-Z and and, uh, LeBron James and Stephen Curry. Same group. I'm just exactly. saying the same group. And they educated. That's what's scary. They the educated class. Look but they can't educated. name you nobody from academia. They can only name you entertainers and athletes. Unbelievable. Let me go back to the article. Because you don't get you don't get these articles on a daily basis, family, and we're gonna go into it deep uh, on the 18th of June. Okay. Now they say, <clears throat> uh, blah, blah, blah. there was an assumption among a lot of Americans and among a lot of Jewish Americans that the friends' right, the anti. Semites, the explicit racists, the white supremacists, that there's not a majority for them and they can never achieve power. If you go back and look at Trump's 2016 closing campaign ad, it's textbook anti-Semitism. He flashes on the screen, blah, 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 blah. And there's also 2017, there's also 2017, the white supremacists in Charlottesville who said Jews will not replace us. And Trump saying that there are fine people on both sides. And he was absolutely correct, but let me go on. The sense that democracy is incredibly fragile is not just a theory or a concept. It's, it's an actuality. 
this sense as well uh, that the United States has only been a multiracial democracy for not very long and a haven for Jews for not that long either. So we're going to pit the black people against the white people, and we're going to reinstitute because we're the ones that paid to institute it. We're going to reinstitute segregation with blacks only and whites only, okay? Because that's what they're doing. This is part of their game plan, okay? Pit the Satanist uh, or a Christian country against another Christian country. Let me go on. They say the work that the ADL and the NAALGBT and other groups did to try to constrain and discredit as fringe and extremists still goes on today. It's harder to do for all sorts of reasons today, including social media and the loss of faith in institutions. But it still goes on. You see the importance of institutional guardrails, including the Department of Justice that is prosecuting 1,000 J6 insurrectionists. The last thing I'll say is that one of the admirable, admirable things in the 1960s about the ADL and the liberal coalition it belonged to, the ADL and the liberal coalition that it belonged to is that it built is that it built support for landmark legislation like the Immigration Act of 1965, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. You thought that was for black people, didn't you? You really did, didn't you? That's all right. You didn't know. You already had the right to vote as a citizen. You got nothing but disappointed because somebody else was using you as a prop. And they was putting your ass to sleep singing, rock a baby. And now you think you woke, but you still sleep. They say, and a coalition eventually fell apart, but it was powerful, reminding us why Jewish American groups should care about or focus on issues that don't directly affect Jewish people. In other words, your business is their business. But their business is their business. Because ain't no black folks in the ADL or the uh, neighborhood. None. They say Daleks uh, this is the uh, the guy that's writing the book. His most significant contribution involves revealing a previously undisclosed counterintelligence operation waged by the ADL to infiltrate and dig up damaging information about the John Birch Society. 
He notes, this is in quotes. No, that was the, uh, before it was quoted. He notes how the so-called birch watchers tried to bait the John Birch Society leaders by issuing racist statements in their presence and how they even, quote, posed as disgruntled birchers to infiltrate white supremacist groups and assess the society's existing ties to them, unquote. He reveals that in addition to the FBI, the press received reports that compiled the most unflattering material and that the targets of such operations sometimes found their careers in jeopardy. The code name using birch watches included cops, bankers, and others privy to sensitive information. Dalek writes, quote, they obtained chapter membership lists, ran credit reports on individual birches, ferreted out their employment records, traced their financial transactions, wrote down their license plate numbers, obtained a codicil to a birch's donors list, stumped them with tough questions during call-in radio shows, set up a birch chapter meeting on false pretenses so an ADL target could be interviewed, and studied their personal and professional associations. Some of the scariest but most unflattering bits ended up in the press. One suspects that some of the scariest or most unflattering bits that did not end up in Dallas' book. He notes in his acknowledgment that the ADL kindly allowed me to review some of the historical records in his archives, unquote. Some of the historical records. All these years later, the ADL has basically merged with the FBI and together, they're using the same Stasi-like tactics to suppress the right. Family. Prior paragraph where they point out that uh, they obtained chapters Birch Society membership list, ran credit reports, uh, checked out their employment records, traced their financial transactions, wrote down their license plate numbers. Does that remind you of something, Bev? What do it remind you of? That's what they're doing today. Using technology in many cases to do it. And then they'll put it online. They'll get you fired from your job. When they put your home address online, they let minions basically go to your house and try to intimidate you. They don't have the numbers, but they got the government, the criminals, the mafia working with them. So their power is amplified. Family. Now, let me go on. They say, former FBI Director James Comey in 2014, 2014 
delivered a speech, which he described as a love letter to the ADL. And in 2017, he told the ADL CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, during another speech, quote, three years later, I can say from the perspective of the FBI, we're still in love with you, unquote. Okay. They close by saying this, quote, you've at, oh, this is still Comey talking. You've advocated for voting rights and immigration issues. You fought against anti-Muslim prejudice and cyberbullying. You stood up for the LGBT and gender equality. You pushed and prodded for hate crime legislation. And you have helped us identify and track domestic and international terrorists. And for all of that, we are grateful. Unquote. That's James Comey, the six-foot-eight-inch faggot. They say the average American is a MAGA extremist who must be put on an FBI watch list for speaking out against critical race theory at a school board meeting. But the ADL and their multidimensional counterintelligence operation that, that's used to subvert the will of the American people deserves nothing but praise. Get over that thing. Family. The only real way you could support anything coming about the ADL family is because somebody done put your ass to sleep singing Rockabye Baby. You dead asleep, but they telling you that you woke. Nothing could be further from the truth. Okay, now, watch this, family, because that's just the first article. Wow. But it's so much wrapped in that one article. That is mind-blowing. You thought Cointelpol was over. We knew better a long time ago. And we identified it, called it out for what it is, and then gave you a name to be able to understand what it does and how it's using social engineering media and technology to accomplish a lot of their aims. And I know many of us think it's a joke. We do. We really do. And the young people are not being told, so they don't have a clue. They think they're just hooking up with their buddies. There's nothing that you're doing on there that they ain't assessing. And as you get older, they got a dossier on your ass and everything that you done done because you put it all over social media and encouraged to do so. Now, watch this, family. You getting a little hint? Somebody dropping catnip in your eyes? So you trying to wake up, but then you always got these folks out here that want to keep your ass asleep. They call it keep you woke. Okay? 
uh, Derek, I, I hope that was you that sent me uh, that little piece, uh, sent me that at last uh, text message. I couldn't get to it fast enough. Okay, so if that was you, send me another another shout out. Okay, so I know it's you. Because you might have sent me the name of that Zionist secret society that the two Jews on the Supreme Court were a part of that comes up out of academia in the late 1800s. I can't think of the name. I know it starts with a P. Okay, well, watch this family. I mentioned earlier that Elon Musk uh, uh, basically dropped a bomb on the ADL, right? And this is, again, from Information Liberation. But I saw the video. I'm not a fan of Elon Musk, uh, so I, don't, I didn't want to play the video. Uh, but here's the article. The ADL should drop the A. Elon Musk. The ADL should drop the A. And what he's saying is, it's you who have been defaming people all the time because they're not part of what you are. Thank you, Brother Derek. Thank, thank you, Tut. Yes, that was the Parishim. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. The Parishim. Very important to understand that, family, because if you get into the decisions that Brandeis and Felix Frankfurter made on the court, they were not pure of heart. They did these things for political reasons, uh, selfish political reasons, meaning Zionism was a part of their construct. All right? So they didn't push no uh, integration uh, of the educational system because they're looking out for your interests. No. That was for them to get in a position where they could push their interests at your expense. Okay? So Elon Musk comes out, who's as Jewish as they come. But he's a Satanist, just like them. <laughs> That's why they don't like it. Because these Zionists are really Satanists. They don't like the Orthodox either. They use them just like us. Alright? So... These would be the people that would basically work with Hitler to identify who was Jews and who was not as long as they were orthodox, okay? That's the transfer agreement. That's the transfer agreement. The rich Jews selling out the poor Jews and the orthodox to the Germans. So the rich Jews get to leave Germany and go to Palestine, now Israel. Okay, but the po Jews became biscuits. All right, they don't like you talking about their history and what they did. Because see, if you mention that George Soros worked with the Nazis, which he himself admitted that he did, and had no regrets, that's mind blowing. But that's the statement that he made. You have no regrets. You're trying to stay alive. 
So yeah, that's bird bomb and that's uh, fish bomb and and that's rubbing bomb. Pick what bomb you want, Mister Nazi. This Soros. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying that, but that's what he did. So Elon Musk uh, basically uh, points out that he's a demon. That Soros is a demon, and they call Elon Musk anti-Semitic. The ADL. <laughs> Now, I ain't put nobody in the oven. I put real biscuit in the oven, Sister Bear. Real biscuit. But they'll call me an anti-Semite because I'm sitting here talking about stuff that they did and are doing. And it doesn't matter if it comes from Jewish publications or whatever. Don't matter. Because I got a lot of Jewish documentation. The transfer agreement was written by Edwin Black. Who's a Jew? And when they run across one of them that exposed one of them, they just call him a self-hating Jew. But understand, they're not Jewish. They're Satanists. <laughs> That's their religion. And they're going to transfer it into the technology. That's where we at now. <laughs> so they come out and they're going to tell me that Jeffrey Epstein family Set up Bill Gates was blackmailing him. Who you think gonna swallow that? Are you serious? No, they giving Bill Gates cover. Let me go back to Elon Musk, one of his nemesis, one of Bill Gates' nemesis. Uh, they say in the article, the Anti-Defamation League, Anti-Defamation League should just be called the Defamation League, according to Twitter CEO Elon Musk. Quote, ADL should just drop the A, Musk said, Tuesday on Twitter, after being smeared by the pro-Israel lobbying group all day for criticizing Jewish billionaire George Soros. Quote, Soros reminds me of Magneto, unquote, Musk said on Twitter. Quote, he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization. Soros hates humanity, unquote. You got to love this, family, because y'all know we took X-Men loose, and we know that these same people were mimicking Martin King, right, and Malcolm X. Right? So Magneto was supposed to be the Jewish personification of Malcolm. And Professor X, right, was supposed to be Martin King. Again, they using your uh, uh, heroes to push their comic book agenda. they hiding behind it. And call them X-Men. Now, Elon Musk can change the name from Twitter to what, Bear? Oh, well, I don't know. What is he called? X. Oh, that's right. But he's pointing out that Soros hates humanity. He does. He's a eugenicist. They call him transhumanist today. 
same thing. They say, Musk was swiftly accused of anti-Semitism and inciting violence by ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt. Quote, Soros often is held up by the far right using anti-Semitic tropes. No, they haven't. The, uh, the right wing has basically said that George Soros is a monster, and that's what he is, okay, and that he's financing all the disruption up to and including the disruption in the law apparatus that more than Elon Musk has now got the guts to say with these prosecutors, including the one in New York, they were put there by Elon Musk, and they're being systematically removed for not uh, uh, following the law that they took an oath to uphold. They picking them all one at a time from San Francisco to Missouri to even here in Chicago. The little idiot woman, they use black women to push this insanity overwhelmingly. Okay? Uh, because black women are educated. I'm talking about these black women and those who follow them. You educate, you, you may be educated, but you don't know a damn thing about nothing. Okay, I'll put Bev up against any of y'all. Because as they say today, she'll come with the receipts. I said I would never use that word. And you, and you, and gave, us, and you and gave us plenty of receipts. <laughs> <laughs> you can take them back and redeem them for anything you want. <laughs> yeah. But it's really interesting, Bev. They just, it don't matter who it is. They're going to call you an anti-Semite because now that's their shield that they can hide behind and do all their dirt. And we just they sit can't here hide. watching them. Of course they not. Can't hide no they can hide now. But they've been hiding right. for a long time, Bear, because there yeah. was only a small number of voices that would respond to them because the media, uh, particularly the internet was not around. So people didn't have the wherewithal. I mean, this is what I think some of the young people, they think that uh, uh, people from my generation uh, allow what's going on to be going on. And I don't think they understand the gravity of what's going on. Because the reason that many of them in today's generation are aware of these things is because of the internet. Take the internet away and tell me uh, honestly how much you would you know about anything. I'm not saying you got to know we, stuff in depth, but you wouldn't find the, most of what we talk about any publication. And if you did run across it, you wouldn't know what it was. So why would you look for it? If you don't know something exists, why would you look for it? So I can't tell you how important telecommunications really is. We had phones and uh, other people be on your damn phone while you talking. You got to hang up and try to call again hope they ain't still there. It was, you had no idea. No idea. So if you didn't have a phone, who were you really connected to? And I knew a lot of people that didn't have phones. So we take a lot for granted. 
because there are some of us old timers who are still fighting and they never stop. Okay? Still fighting and never stopped. Like Jim Brown. May he rest in the ultimate of power. Okay? Because if if you had to fashion a cartoon character on the line of Jim Brown, he would have to be Thor. Because he came in at the top and left at the top. He was a god when he came into pro football, and he was a god when he left pro football. But he never left his people. What a ref- what a refreshing individual. He never left his people. And whenever his people needed him, I don't care what level you were on. He would come out for you. If it was crypt and blood conflict, Jim Brown is right there trying to broker the peace. Not trying to catch up with uh, who was the little white girl that he supposedly had sex with in the movie back in in the 1960s and the white folk went crazy? Mm. Well, she was a Rachel Welch. Raquel Welch. Oh, Raquel Welch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A a thousand rifles was, or was it a hundred rifles? Anyway, there was a lot of rifles involved in that movie. So, yeah, Jim Brown was the sex symbol, right? And she was the sex symbol. So they put them together for some sex. But that, that was the beginning. That was the the breaking up, and it was all being done by them. All that was social engineering. Okay? To see Elon Musk equate uh, Magneto to George Soros, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Because Magneto don't, didn't like and don't like nobody. He just wants allies to get him where he want to go, and that's it. Okay, family? Now, let me go back to this article. They say, to see Elon Musk, regardless of his intent, feed this segment, talking about the right, comparing him to a Jewish supervillain, claiming Soros hates humanity, is not just distressing, it's dangerous. (laughs) It will embolden extremists who already contrive anti-Jewish conspiracies and have tried to attack Soros and Jewish communities as a result. Now, this is George Soros who's made it quite clear that he don't practice no Judaism. (laughs) Okay? They say Soros often is held up by the far right using anti-Semitic tropes as the source of the world's problems, blah, 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 blah. Uh, They say the Jewish daily forwards, Alex Zeldin, said Musk's criticism of Soros was, quote, anti-Semitic incitement, unquote, which, quote, 
has caused violence towards Jews, unquote. Now, does that sound familiar? Causing violence towards Jews. Where's the violence? Where's the violence towards the Jews? It don't exist. But if you notice, family, see, this is how you know who's behind all this stuff. Every time one of these uh, lesbians, homosexuals, trannies, every time they want to push their agenda, if they want to attack somebody because they said something that they don't agree with, they say point blank. His words, her words will cause violence among said uh Degenerate groups You hear it all the time Now you know who it's coming from (laughs) Okay They say Just so we're clear This is anti-Semitic incitement It's caused violence towards Jews It's well known for that Zeldin said Must the owner of this site and one of the most well-known men on the planet is encouraging violence against Jews. Wait a minute. Is it possible he could just be telling the truth? Whether he knows uh, or cares is irrelevant, unquote. All right? So they don't give a damn what he thinks. Then they say this. Look at who they quoting, family. And tell me where you heard this analysis of this magazine from, Sister Bear. The Atlantic's Yair Rosenberg also criticized Musk's writing, quote, George Soros is an avowed universalist who grew up speaking Esperanto, an artificial universal language that was meant to unite all people under one tongue. Magneto is an avowed particularist who devotes all his energy to his own people, mutants, literally ideological opposites. Think so, okay? I don't think so. But the important part of that is that it came from the Atlantic magazine, which is the propaganda organ of the Atlantic Council which is the propaganda mouthpiece for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, which is the military arm of world government. These people something else, family. All right? And they think we don't know. They think we can't find them. They can run and hide. And we won't be able to find them. We found them, family. They say there's no need to speculate what's driving Soros' actions as his son, Alex Soros, described what motivated his father's activism in an interview in the New York Times Magazine in 2018. Now, just keep in mind, family, that boy is every bit as dangerous as his daddy. Okay? And when you start talking about the Uh, The various color revolutions That's George Soros who financed them Along with others Overthrowing people's government Which is what he's doing here In a far more subtle way By subverting the law 
family. And I'm surprised that Owens man hasn't mentioned him to my knowledge. Which tells me something as well. All right. They close by saying, Alex told me that for many years. His father, Alex told me that for many years, his father had not been eager to advertise his Judaism because, quote, this was something he was almost killed for, unquote. But he had always identified firstly as a Jew, and his philanthropy was ultimately an expression of his Jewish identity and that he felt a solidarity with other minority groups and also because he recognized that a Jew could only truly be safe in a world in which all minorities were protected. That's Magneto. He went and got all the mutants and want them to be his army. And that's what Soros is doing. That's why they kicked his ass out of Hungary, Russia, and several other European countries because he was financing the overthrow of their government, pushing LGBT. These are facts. And they shut it down and kicked his ass out and told him, take your friends with you. Don't come back. Okay? Absolutely unbelievable, family. But they know the media protects them. But I ain't into protecting uh, his ass. All right? We ain't protecting him at all because we know he's part of the apparatus that's putting black folks' asses to sleep, singing rock by baby on a treetop. When the wind blows, your black ass will drop. That's George Soros. All right? Because he want to make you woke. We want you to awaken. They say, in closing, uh, explaining his father's motives, he said, the reason you fight for an open society is because that's the only society that you can live in as a Jew unless you become a nationalist and only fight for your own rights in your own state. Does that sound like a universalist to you? No. That sounds like you got sense enough to mind your own business. Because when you go into other people's countries and try to tell them how to run their country, they have a right to kick your ass out, put you to sleep. Okay. Bev, I don't know how much time we got left, but I don't think we got a lot, right? <clears throat> we have uh, 14 minutes left. We're going to the phone. You can uh, call in at 323-642-1586. Push the number one if you have a question or a comment. Also, uh, please donate to Dr. Robert X. Fund. He has a GoFundMe. It's on the Truth to Power page, and we appreciate it. Appreciate you, you, Dr. X. Well, we appreciate you, Bev, and the family, all right? But let me go and try to get one more article in here, okay? Uh, Man, it's time flies when you're having fun. Because we had a Bilderberg meeting, too, Bev. We just got through mentioning Bilderberg last week. 
okay? Again, just to show you how all of this stuff is connected. It ain't just Juan Valdez flooding the border, okay? Because Soros is helping to finance that too, along with the United Nations and other so-called aid agencies. So let's go here, because I think this is, again, you can't talk about none of this without talking about the ADL. The historian who uncovered the ADL spying operation against the far-right John Birch Society. Okay? This is from the Jewish Telegraph Agency. Stanley. As, as my brother used to say, uh, Brother Mbannick and Taco from Black Liberation Radio, a good Jewish source. The Jewish Telegraph Agency. They say, a historian leafing through files in an archive discovered how a Jewish organization helped bring down an influential far-right extremist movement in the United States in the 60s and 70s by going undercover and acting as self-appointed spies. No. They were working directly with the FBI and had been. They say the discovery of the Anti-Defamation League covert operation targeting the John Birch Society is the basis of a chapter in a new book by political historian Matthew Dalek of George Washington University, published in March, Birch's How the John Birch Society Radicalized the American Right is Dalek's fourth book. It examines the roots of today's emboldened conservative movement in the United States. What? Oh, so this is about neutralizing the conservative and not understanding the illegal activity of the Anti-Defamation League of Benet Breath. Okay, and it, it, notice, family, how it's so rare that they ever connect Benet Breath to the ADL. When that's where it came from. They say, Birch's is a history of a group that at its height numbered as many as 100,000 members and mobilized a loyal army of activists in a campaign against what it saw as a vast communist conspiracy. He also examines how the Birch's mission to defend Christianity and capitalism morphed into a radical anti-civil rights agenda that groups like the ADL saw as an extremist threat. Dalit, who grew up in a reformed Jewish household in L.A., recently sat with the Jewish Telegraph Agency to discuss the rise of the Birchers, how the ADL infiltrated their ranks, and whether such tactics are justified in the name of fighting extremism. The conversation has been edited for clarity and brevity. Uh, before we get into the Jewish aspect of the book, meaning the chapter on the Anti-Defamation League's relationship with the John Birch Society, let's take a step back. Who are so-called Birchers? Why do they matter? The John Birch Society was a household name in the 1960s, becoming the emblem of far-right extremism. It didn't have huge numbers, but it did penetrate the culture and the national consciousness. Its leader, Robert Welch, had argued at one point that Eisenhower was a dedicated agent of a communist conspiracy taking over the United States. Welch formed the John Birch Society to educate the American people about the nature of the communist threat. In its heyday, 
the group had from 60 to 100,000 members organized into small sales. They sent out literature trying to give members roadmaps, blah, 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 blah. This is saying what we said before. They said they believed the mass education of the public was needed because traditional two-party politics was not going to be very effective at exposing the communist threat. They would form front groups such as impeach Earl Warren, the Supreme Court's chief justice, or support your local sheriff. They tried to ban certain books that they viewed as socialistic from being used in the schools. Some birches ran for school board seats and protested at libraries. Critics feared that the birches were a growing fascist or authoritarian group and that if they were not sidelined politically and culturally, then the country could be overrun. What do they mean by sideline? They had to be taken down. Okay. They say the Nation magazine wrote that the Birchers essentially had given their followers an invitation to engage in civil war, guerrilla style. Those fears sparked a big debate about democracy. No. What the John Birch Society would be called today is the the uh what do they call them? The preppers. Okay? Uh the people who are reading alternative media and finding out that the alternative media is, is very accurate. So what they do is to begin to buy the storable foods and, you know, buy a, a land so that they can live by themselves in the event that the Civil War starts and they don't want to be victims of it or parts of it. So they get get, get together with other like-minded people and they'll start calling them people uh, radicals because they see what's going on. If you see what's going on, and now you can't go to no media where they ain't talking about civil war and race war. That ain't coming from the John Burke Society. That's coming from left-wing media because they're the perpetrators of it. And every time... Some crazy black dude, right, is killed by some crazy white dude, which is rare, considering all the people in this country. It's rare. The media read into that ADL, take it and blow it all out of proportion. That's why they made a saint out of a crackhead, George Floyd. And it was all fake and phony, every yeah. bit of it. And they used it to send their little Jewish children out there to tear down American culture, the statues and all that. Y'all remember? All that was because of white supremacy. And this is the very epitome of white supremacy, the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith. Okay, so this is just part of what they gave him to look at. I mentioned some other parts that I found through other research, like creating ethnic weapons. Because, see, the ugly part about South Africa South Africa, is the Boers didn't run South Africa. 
South Africa was run by Israel. Okay? Go look at the people that owned and ran the corporations that basically raped South Africa and not just South Africa. Okay? Go look at Cecil Rhodes and tell me what ethnic identity and what sexual orientation Cecil Rhodes was and Larry J.B. Robinson. You know J.B. Robinson, the so-called diamond magnet. And tell me who sat on the board and ran Anglo-American. And tell me who ran and controlled De Beers, Rio Tinto, and other mineral mining uh, gangsters that were pillaging Africa and still are to this day. Okay, you tell me. But the black people, family, some of us are waking up, okay? But just understand, as you are awakening, you're going to have to deal with the woke. Y'all know who they are. The people that were sung Rockabye Baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, your black ass will drop. Be mindful of the people that can control the wind, family. We're going to stop here, Bev, because it gets even better tomorrow. And let the family get their two cents in. Okay. We're going to area code 947. 947. Okay, 947 dropped. Okay, let's go to um, the general. Damn, I'm the first responder again. Yeah, you the second. You the second responder. Go ahead. You you got a preferred car, brother West Hotel. Better love. (laughs) I bring I bring receipts and I bring coupons, man. All right, okay. that's what I mean. This is the word you call it, what I call it. I call it an amplified duplication leeches, man. You feel free to use that. Amplified duplication leeches. Okay. And you right, man, with that WB Du Bois. Okay. I got yep. in a conflict on another show. When I tried to explain to, to our people who W.B. Boy was and is, he worked with uh, uh, that senior lady, Margaret Singer, okay, to start that damn uh, uh, eugenic abortion uh, 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 program. And the Negroes got mad at me, man. They got mad. I'm not surprised. They got mad at the world. Well, I talked, talk, they sound like they had a damn stroke or something, man. <laughs> That's the way they sound, man. And, and, and you're right, man. you absolutely part. I want you to get into the the protocol of the elder design, man. 
I know you've been through it before, but some people don't, they haven't heard about that, man. Yeah, I, I've had the books right here by my bedside, Brother West, and I started reading them, and then something else come up, and I never get to finishing them because I don't have the original version. I got mm-hmm. somebody else's version that they wanted to put their two cents in there. I should have just went in online and copied the little old pamphlet because it's just a little old pamphlet with, what, about 50 pages, something like that, 40-something pages. Oh, yeah. What you think about uh, what they did in Chicago to my man Abdul Muhammad, man? Uh, you got to tell me, Wes. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, he he was a preacher. At, I'm not a preacher, a principal at a school. And Becky and them started lying on They were stealing money. And so he just told Becky and them put replace the money. They done lied on dude, got him fired, talking about he's selling dope and he done touched some <laughs> girl. Huh? No, I just called, by the way. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I got to get, you know, here's another Georgia Brown, Georgia born black man. That Jim yeah. Brown from nine to two, man. All right. Well, is that is that the brother from the nation? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, he's supposed to go in there fully armed because he know what he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And them some very bright brothers. Yes, sir. But that's to be expected, just like when they took the contract to serve as security in public housing. Mm-hmm. Know it's what it is you dealing with. Yep. So I don't know exactly what to say behind them, you know, trying to do what they do to them. But I just found some of the things that the nation was doing was trying to become mainstream. Mm -hmm. And this was just my own personal opinion. I didn't appreciate it. That's just me. Because the mainstream is where all the mud is. Yeah. It's muddy. So I don't never want to get anywhere near that mainstream because that's where you're going to find quicksand. Yep. And, and, and then you look at look at what what their name Father Flager, Florida Flager, and, and they don't find out uh, uh, all them churches up there done did something about over like 2,000 children, man. All them Catholic church, and he ain't done. He knew about that shit, man. He probably was doing it. I know and people he, that know him personally. And uh-huh. have told me that he used to have his little apartment on the north side where he would take his young people. But that mm-hmm. he would always make sure that they was gay already because it ain't the gay ones that's going to talk. It's the ones that ain't gay that's going to talk. Well, I know that's a evil church, man. That's right there where my car broke down, right in front of the damn church, man. And the Walgreens right across from that church. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yep. my car fucking broke. My friend, my damn time belt bust right there, man. I know it's an evil spot, bro. Yep. If you notice, <laughs> Brother West, ain't no huh? white people around him. It's all up. It's all the woke. That's why I can't, can't understand, man, why people be worshiping him, man. He, he is devil, man. He know about all that shit what was going on up there. All I know that was the evil spot, man. That's right where my damn time is built. Bust right in front of that damn church, man. Mm. <laughs> I Don't choke like, yourself, brother West. <laughs> I got to laugh and stuff, man. That's how I, that's how, that's how I justify myself. Man. When shit like that happened to me, I just started laughing, man. God know about all this, man. I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because it's part Understood, of the my brother. I can't mm. take nothing serious no more, man. I got to laugh at all this crazy stuff, bro. In my life, I laugh at it, man. Because I know God made me. Yeah, I know God laughs. Every time I look in the mirror, I start laughing. It's funny to me, man. <laughs> and all this crazy stuff. Hey, there's a sister named Michelle that called in there once in a while. She came up with a great idea. She said, we might want to vote for no freaking body on this next election, man. Don't vote for nobody on the president. No president, I, I'm not going to write that. in your name. I write in your name or, or Tutmo's name, any damn body. I ain't vote. I vote down ballot. As a matter of fact, the Bilderberg thing, they say my name was on the top of the list, bro. That is correct. What have we, what have we said about her for quite some time now? So you know me, man. I called a radio station down in Atlanta and put their ass on blast, man. So that's right. Okay, she's already on on on, on the, uh, top of the list for the Council on Foreign Relations. That is right. correct. And now she's on top of the list of the Bilderberg uh, thing. Only names I recognize was her name and no old ass crabbing ass Henry Kissinger, man. He about yeah. almost a hundred something years old, man. Sitting in the chair, standing yep. flapping his jaws, man. That is correct. It's but you see, brother West, that's that's where the information is important. Because, mm-hmm. see, yeah. there's it. no way in hell you could represent that thing, the, the very epitome of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And notice, it ain't all white. You're right. Okay. And even uh, what they made up there in Chicago, that did, uh, that, uh, Valerie Jerry, her grandma was the one that brought uh, 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 with, with, with Margaret Senior, man. I think her name something Taylor. And so Valerie Jerry filed too, man. Of course. Well, we've been t- we busted out years ago. So, it, it, again, it ain't got nothing to do with them being black. There's nothing black right. about these people. That's right. Nothing. What's that? Not. What's that little wolf woman that's always got a different hairdo on on MF NBC? I don't watch that crap, man. I don't need Joy. Joy. Joy Reid. Hey, uh, right. We you can take like Valerie Jarrett or uh, uh, Stacey Abrams, yeah. and you can set both of them on top of Joy Reid. They're all the same person. Yep. Nothing That's comes out their mouths any different. Yep. You're right. We we gotta have we gotta have more people that do like I'm glad that uh West y'all told me about Eric Mays. We gotta be mm-hmm. like that. We gotta call them out and call them out in front of their face. We gotta speak yeah. up and and let them be mm-hmm. let it be known. That's the problem. We've been silent. We haven't been saying anything. We'll even kill each other Because that's yeah. no threat To the real system of white supremacy But when the system of white supremacy Comes in the form of a negro woman Or a negro man We are deadly silent Oh no We really got to call They are the out. ones responsible They're ultimately responsible yeah. For all the death and destruction That you see going on in our community Yeah Yeah but they're not. 
So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going up to this damn governor now in Kipna. His ass in Israel, man. What the fuck he learned? I learned some old techniques and shit. We Samson was there last week. This Ku Klux Klan governor, man. I did, I did some research. We did some research on him, man. His folks had come oh, over from England, man. Huh? Who you talking about? The governor Ku Klux Kip down here in Georgia, man. Oh, you talking Kip? Oh, Georgia. He's a part of the okay. establishment. Yes, sir. He done already He's already a to big the part of it. He went to the World Economic Forum, and now, now he's... That's right. He he go with the Israel, man. And plus, his people had slaves, man. They come from England. They named with the Habershams, man. All right? Yeah. So I, I, it's all in the Georgia archives, man. It's all, you can find anything now, man. Okay, they change yep. what they do. They change their name, man. The guilty change yep. their name, man. You done change that their name? Now, 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 who that sound like, Brother West? Who came here and who, who come here more than anybody else changing their name? Uh, I don't know, the man. Jew, the Jew, the, the Old Testament. Testament. The Jew, yeah, the, the Old Testament. Testament. Man, they mm-hmm. changed their name. They hide they, they, they guilt. That is you correct. By four names. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something, Brother West. The yeah, only no. black person I know who's had three or four different legal names is Barack Obama. Well, you got you got all them stars changing names like Eric Bishop. They killed Eric Bishop. Yeah, he, that's two names. Obama got three or four. You got Eric Bishop. They killed Eric Bishop. Now, now you gonna see Jamie Foxx because he knows some shit about Pub Daddy and all them man. They, them fools are having like butt naked basketball games, man. He yeah, well, he's standing there filming it. So as far as I'm concerned, he a part of it. He part of it. Oh. Niggas in Hollywood, man. And that, for that tape you played about them brothers, they supposed got uh, degrees, talk calling them cloud names, man. Yeah. And they, they educated. Educated fools, man. 12 years of slave. Yep. All righty. Well, we so, well, thank you. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have very much sympathy for these people, man. You know, oh, no. I'm talking about the so-called actors and these people. Yeah, too. They coming down with all the evil shit. Sister Bev telling me extra stage right, man. So let me keep it moving. I get y'all. <laughs> okay, brother West. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> comments, brother Thank West. Old Tuffy, better love. Thank you, Wes. Okay, Kwame. Tuffy, better love, brother. Old brother Kwame, better love, yeah. my brother. Make sure you hey. send me your contact information. I'll be up there. I'm flying out Wednesday. I'll be in Southern Illinois tomorrow. Um, then I'm coming up to DeKalb, Illinois, and uh, on the 30th. So I'll be there okay, for I the need whole your month. Information. I'll be, okay. I need your information because of, of, of I've got contacted from someone who wants to notice how they can participate in the elders forum. Oh, that's what I was sharing with last time I was talking about. All you have to do is type in Elders Gathering. It begins this Friday, Thursday, and it goes to Sunday down there in Navo, Illinois. Yeah, because they want yeah. to attend if they can because they said that the information on the website says it's book solid. Oh, yeah, it's been booked, but you still can get in there. You know, if they, if yeah. they come down, contact Bev, give me my give, – 
uh, Brother X my number, and then they can give it to okay. them, and then they can contact me, and that way I can know who's coming down, and they can find me, and I can put them in, you know, get them in there. Go ahead. Okay. But, but you, you were talking about a lynching in Georgia, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was Leo Franks. He was a Jew, and he Correct. He, he, he he raped his thirteen-year-old girl in the basement of the pencil factory there in Atlanta in nineteen thirteen. Right. When all right. the Supreme Court and they overturned the seventy-two, and on his guilty, the Klan left Marietta, which is Cobb County. Went into Fulton County to jail, got him out, brought him back, and lynched him right there on Cobb Parkway and and Roswell Road. Chicken ears, and they got a big plaque on the side of the building of, of Leo Frank's lynching, whether he was lynched at. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 was part of the hit. The client they went down to the, to Atlanta, which is on the other side of the Chattahoochee River. Went down there. Broke him out of jail, brought him back Marietta and lynched him right there. And they was going to do that to the brother at first because he had set up the brother. Because they were working. She was only 13 years old working in this. Uh, she was a laborer at the uh, pencil factory. There yeah, that's right. And and that's what happened. They found a body down in the basement, and he was working there, and they were saying there was him that did it, but they found because Leo Frank, I think he owned that pencil factory. He was a business, mm-hmm. Jewish businessman. And then they come to find out that he did it. And so then they had this big trial, you know, for him, and they turned around there and argued it in April all the way up until August, and then August the Supreme Court overturned it. They went right down there and and got broke him out of jail and brought him back up here to, to Marietta because that's why I, I used to work out of there. That's why I retired from FedEx Raw. Wow. Yeah, they something else, man, and that's the origin of the Anti-Defamation League, straight from the Masonic right. Order. Right, and and you know the Scottish right, Scottish right was gave they the ones <clears throat> gave Prince Hall. A charter in order for him to start the, the lodge. That's right. They but they still and, and look, that, that Steve told us many years ago that that was the the genesis of the Boston Tea Party. That it wasn't right. about. They were looking for the charter from the mother lodge that was on that boat, so they dressed up as Indians because they didn't right. want to uh, recognize black people as one hundred percent human. And if 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 uh, if they had got that charter, all right, then uh, Prince Hall would have been what they call uh, what's the term they use? Uh, there's a term they use to to nullify uh, any other brother lodge, so they don't have to recognize them. So black masons were not uh, considered acceptable until the 1990s. The other part was, and back then too, is because my great grandfather was an odd fellow, and what was his name? What was that Moses? What he started was the Night of of Light, and that was a group during slavery that they formulated. It was eleven men started out, and they they formed and trained from the north from the north all the way to the south. And when they just before the Civil War, they had about 
thousand or more men trained, and they were getting ready to, to fight for the freedom of black folks. Right. of liberty, that's what they were called. And that was part of, uh, and those that came from that were part of the deacons of defense. Yes. Later came, that was a chapter, but the, the Knights of Liberty was part of the Odd Fellows because Odd Fellows were uh, a part of the Masonic Order, but they was like Rosicrucians and, and that part. They were in that. They had to be a, a, a Mason in order to become an Odd Fellow. Now, watch this. Wasn't uh, George Floyd killed supposedly right across the street from the building? Uh, that was run by the Odd Fellows in Minnesota. The chapter Odd Fellows was basically brought here by a black man. I forget his name, and even the the one who founded the Alpha Kappa Alpha, mm-hmm. he was an Odd Fellow. He founded that that fraternity. He was an Odd Fellow. Yeah, yeah, but see, we don't know that we had tried just like. Brought Rosicrucians to the United States. Uh, 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 Pascal Beverly Randolph. Oh, I mean, right. Pascal Randolph. Yeah. And he yeah. was the one that Madame Boblinsky and Manly P. Hall learned from. That's right. The whole sex magic thing. He slave and he got on the ship as a, a, a cabin boy, whatever, and traveled all over the East. And that's where he learned all the craft. Yep, and a whole host of languages, so much so that the white people made him the head of the Rosicrucian Society. And he was subsequently become a major player, very close confidant of Abraham Lincoln. Some people say he was his best friend. And when they took Lincoln's casket through Illinois, they made Pascal Beverly Randolph get off the train because he was black. That one that was headed south. Yes. Interesting history, man. We don't overstand the pages, and this is what we're doing down there, and part of it's going to be is looking at how do we decolonize these minds of the people? And first of all, you you got to decolonize your diet because your diet, you look at what was here before, they ate from the land they ate, and they didn't have, they, Native American says that you shouldn't eat anything in a package that wasn't grown in. Who said that? Yes. Native American says is that. Oh, okay. The way they, yeah, they got what they call food sovereignty. The thing that they're doing now is saying we should not be eating anything that its own packaging. So if an apple is in its own packaging, <laughs> orange is in its packaging, grapes are yeah. in there. That's their packaging, not the packaging right. that you see in the store. Because if you go into a grocery store and ask for the manager, you says, okay, where's your health food section? Over in the corner where maybe some organic food and stuff. So what's the rest of the store? <laughs> and everything is so in a little bottle. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Everything is in a bottle they call it health food. 
And the organic is, is what, not even or real organic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what they're going to be teaching, the grandmothers are going to be teaching how to forage, how to go in the forest and in, 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 in the woods, in the nature, and find the foods that we once ate. Because you make uh, acorn, acorn soup, and when you're eating that soup, you're getting the strength of an oak tree. Wow. Well, you know, that's interesting, brother, because whenever I take my dog out for his little walk, he knows what to eat in the middle of all this dangerous weeds and stuff that's and, growing. And when, and when he gets when <laughs> like he, he, and when he gets, with it. <laughs> it's instinct, because when they get sick, they're going to eat grass, and they're going to lay down on it because the energy from the earth. Have you ever heard of electromagnetic hygiene? Yes what we're, we're looking at because this is what earthing does and being able to clear these energies that we're polluted with by being in, in this Wi-Fi and these, these 5G areas and living in this pollution, we've got to know how to clear that off of us in order to, to reconnect to ourselves because the frequency yeah, they roll the all around in the grass and stuff to remove that energy from them. Why do you think dogs go out there and roll around in the grass? Yep, and uh, other animals do too. <laughs> it's amazing, man. Yeah. And so this is what we're down there and having this gathering is to, to look at my presentation is going to be, my presentation is DI on TI versus AI, divine intelligence on Turtle Island versus artificial intelligence. Don't be surprised if you look up and uh, see some familiar faces down there. If you hear somebody and their voice sound like mine, it's probably me. <laughs> All right. Are y'all, yeah, are y'all uh, going to be fil- are you going to be filming it? Put a filming. We, they've got what um, what they're doing with it is not to be sold. What we're doing is we're, we're it, so we're going to put it on Native American and and different cut, grassroots organizations on their their, their their venues. And what we're doing I'll, is is that we're going to be interviewing, because i got to interview with somebody, but they're interviewing all the elders and asking them what, you know, what is their knowledge, what do they, they know and remember from, you know, their grandparents. I would like to have a copy. So when they make it, I mean, when they finish producing it, you know, and it, it's something mm-hmm. that I, I, I kind of frown on because I did this one in 2009, Return of the Ancestors, and down in Sedona. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, some white woman got a clip of me talking about uh, things that are out of order. I'm going like, skip and sold my darn, <laughs> and I ain't getting nothing out of people calling me talking about, hey, we saw you on this, we saw you on this film. <laughs> I'm like, you can't get away from caring no matter what you do, huh? Hey. <laughs> but yeah, so well, you saying it's, that they're going to put it on TV? I mean, you saying that it's going to be on a private communication? It's going to be, you know, it's to be distributed like a, the University of Minnesota. They have what they call food. food oh, okay, I see. Indigenous, okay. and they're, they're going to use that 
in in classes where they're teaching our cult in Native American culture because this oh, is a okay. big thing now, right? And so they're getting the answer. You can type in, you know, food sovereignty. They got hundreds of videos that they they've been doing conferences for the last seven years up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Canada. So they've All got right. they indigen they're indigenizing diet, indigenizing mm-hmm. the food, and they're de and they're decolonizing how we eat and how we think. Because France Fanon wrote uh, Black Skin, White Mask. They wrote they wrote they've written their book, Red Skin, White Mask. Because they been mm. colonized just like we were. The same thing that went on in, in Algeria in the 50s. They got psychiatrists now is looking at what happened here in the genocide. Yeah. And, and a host of other African countries as well. That's why yeah. I try to tell people, my brother, that we can't separate what was going on with us in terms of slavery and colonization from what went on uh-huh. in Africa. It was done and by the same why- people. Right, and this is why they're looking at back in the day. What were we looking at? All of us were talking about third world. We had Chinese, we had the African, yep. we had us here. We had that. Yep. Everybody was reading Mao's book. Yep, the little red that is book. Correct. Everybody was into the little red book because that was the sort. That was the part in saying that we all are going through the same thing. Capitalism. Yep. <clears throat> But it ain't just capitalism. <laughs> it's socialism, too, as we found it on a but, little earlier. Yeah. Socialism is, is line, becoming something other than what it was. It, its origin is. It's not like, but, it's, it's not like socialism where people fun. live in communes and stuff like that. It's technological. Right, other, Go ahead. Yeah, but the other part is, it's for the dollar. They want to keep yeah. that control of the capital that they, like you said, Cecil Rhodes, Beard, all the ones that, that, that are taking the resources out of the earth. Right. And have made them their wealth. And they, they look at how do we keep these people colonized? We will social colonize them. We'll socialize them. We'll communize them. But the same deal of it is, is that those are still the people who are at the top. That 1% is about the capital. That's right. And been there for a man is way before you and me. I mean a long time before you and me. Mm-hmm. So this uh, is what, you know, I'll try to call now because I want it'll be it starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know if Bev is going to do anything the rest of the week, but I was going to call in tomorrow. From the, from the location? Yeah, I was gonna to try to call in from from there because I got it. When I get off the plane, they picking me up and they taking me to Cahokia. I got to do an opening ceremony up there on top of Cahokia, which was the largest city on Turtle yeah. Island, the the biggest pyramid mound, one of the Earth pyramid mounds on Turtle Island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we can uh, if you want to connect in. What day yeah. are you? Are you, uh, you going to be there Friday too? Yeah, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there Friday, and you know that's when we do a ceremony because I got to do some sweat lodges. We got five. I got to go there and help put up. We got five teepees we're putting up. Mm-hmm. 
And so this is okay. where we're going to have people camping. We're going to have classes inside the teepees. All of this is right okay. there on the Mississippi. You can look right to the west, and you see the big old Mississippi sitting there. I'm going to see if me and wow. a couple of the brothers can get in one of their trucks, and we're going to see if we can't ride down there, man. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we need to do connect some kind of way on the show on the show on Friday. Right. Yeah, I'll call okay. in. You know, we'll, we're all I'll, different. Well, I'll call you after the show, and we'll we'll get it together. All right. Just so make I'll sure call, I get the I'll information call you tomorrow sometime. Okay. All right. Well, I'll yeah. fly, I I got a I got a twelve o'clock flight, and I get picked up at twelve forty. Central time, and then I'm going straight to Cahokia because they they'll be waiting for me to get over there to, for that. Okay, so I'll text you, and then we'll work right. them out for Friday. Okay, Got it. thank you, we'll Kwame. Hey, thanks for the comments, brother Good Kwame. Hold and better you. love. All right. All right, better love. Better love. Okay, let's go to um, who is we got six one eight six six zero. You had your mute on six one eight area code. Oh yes, I did. Uh, how you doing, Sister Bev and, and Brother Great. Robert? Great. Hotel family, you, better brother. love. Yeah, better love. Uh, I want uh, Brother Kwame. I, I just want to let him know I, I'm gonna be there too. I ain't know nothing about it, but I okay. can just walk. I can just I can just drive right across the river. I, I'm I'm gonna post up. I'll be there too. I wow! Always to, I always go over there to wow. the mound. I used to work out over there a lot. I, you know, go walk the steps and you know, and you know, the area is just kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's real quiet. And uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward so, uh, to meeting the brother too. Kwame, you know, I, I wanted yeah, yeah. to ask Kwame, do do he have to contact you to get in, or you already got your 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 t- way to I, get in? If anybody say they with me, that's it. <laughs> okay. We got right. the password, so man. Brother D, this, this brother D from St. Louis, brother Kwame, and I, I'll okay. be right there. I'll be there. All right, D. But we're gonna if, be at uh, Cahokia. We're gonna be at Cahokia around two, three, somewhere, because I know it takes about a, two hours to go from St. Louis to East St. Louis. Over there, what mm-hmm. two hours? And then, well, I don't, don't know, take track. no two hours. Well, I don't. I, I'm just giving no, it I drive in the <laughs> From the airport, from the airport to Cahokia Mound, it takes about thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Well, shoot, I'm good. Yeah, it don't, it don't take no time. It's 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 about thirty thirty five minutes from the airport. Okay. Well, and I'll be over there. Yeah. So just watch out. So what what time Friday? Well, Friday that we doing this tomorrow, and then Friday Thursday we kick off. Friday is all day from from sunrise to sunset and all night. Okay. So you'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. I'm flying in. I, okay. I got. I get there at twelve forty. Okay. Okay. I'm making my business. I I, I take off. You know. I can take off whenever I want. I, I won't. I won't work so hard tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, brother, I'd be a pleasure to be. Matter of fact, I might not work at all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's why I'm, I might not do nothing. I'm going I'm to dedicate because I ain't been over there in a while. And then, you know, because they started, it's a bunch of Mexicans over there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At first, it, at first, it was all black in the area. Then they started Juan Valdez over there. Yeah, Juan Valdez that's how it works. <laughs> if you don't put yeah. your claim in, man, they gonna move you out. Yeah, yeah but and they they got that they got that little area over there. You know, it's, they got taco trucks everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And they do the flea market and stuff over there on the weekends. Yeah. and you know, but it's, it, they got the museum over there too. It's real nice. Yeah, because they excavated. That that was the Mississippians that built that, and that was in the, in the yeah. D.C. You know, and and, that, and that they tore down they, they tore down most of this stuff over there because like from 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 the from Monk's Mound all the way to to the St. Louis uh, Arch all the way past that that was two thousand miles. And wow! That, and the thing about it was that's what that's what I fifty seven came through. That's how they had to stop that because when they started excavating and seeing all these bodies that they were they were doing when they was building fifty seven and fifty five interstate, and they had to, to, to redirect it around all of that 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 that, that, uh, that mountain that city because that was the first city. Because yeah, because St. Louis is like St. Louis is like basically sit on a bluff. It's, right. it's sit on a bluff, uh, like that's one of the areas. The, like St. Louis City, it sit on a bluff, so it's like it go along the whole river, like about, you know, like it's for like about five, six miles, and then yeah. basically mm-hmm. sit on a bluff, you know. And that's why so, they got the Jefferson Arch up there. That's yeah, the gateway, and they the, call it Mound floor. City. It's called right. it's considered Mound City. They they call it Mound City around here, but people too much don't pay no attention to it because, like. The biggest mound here that was supposed to be in America, it was right here in St. Louis at first, but they tore right. it down right there. It's right where they built the new Stan Musial Bridge. It's right, right there. But do the, people, do the people know anything about the history of that land, brother? Uh, I put it to you like this. I put it to you like this. The the more, and then one other thing what people have to understand, St. Louis, that particular part of St. Louis where the arch that used to be Illinois at one time too. And the people in St. Louis too much don't really, you don't hear anything about it but you go to Illinois over there in East St. Louis, you know, we call it, yeah. we, call it we call it each other chief ever yeah. since I can remember. You know, yeah. And the people over in Southern, right in East St. Louis, they got a little bit more of the knowledge because I remember going to Monk's Mound and they had those huts that they built. You know that that the natives supposed to have built. They actually had brown people in there. They didn't have them them new fake looking people that they got in there. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. And, and, and it's deep. it's like it's normal. <laughs> It's like every, I know all the spots around, you know, some of the spots, like, it was mounds there, and it's just buildings. Like, they built on top of everything. That's why we can't see nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't see our history, because they just ruined it, 
and built right on top of it. it everything is just right. built right on top. You go to Forest Park where they had that. Them was all mounds in Forest Park. Yeah, you know, but you know they made it where they had the 1904 World's Fair. At. Right, but Navo is famous for, and and you probably know this, uh, brother X. Navo is where, cause see, that's where the three, the Illinois, Iowa. And Missouri meet right there in not right there by Navo, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And what happened was was that that's when uh, John Smith brought the, the people there seven day Venice, and they got into the fight because they had polygamy, and they got to fighting with the townspeople and chased them into Illinois into Navo. And this you talking about the Mormon? That's where Brigham Young, John Smith, yeah. killed in Navo. <laughs> And Brigham Young took the rest of the people and they followed them and they went to Utah and opened up right. the, the, the Mormons. They, wow. they started right there. That was, they, all of their stuff is still, the seven-day business is still there, all their old cabins and everything. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to see if me and some of the some of the brothers can get together and, and we're going to take us a ride. Yeah, it's historical, man, because you, you see... What they done did, and, and they got they they do the art as far as our ancestry. They know our ancestry better than than uh, ancestry dot com because they mm-hmm. got hey, and our, they, they got slave records. Hey brother, they got they got caves like a, I, I, like I done been into some caves with eighteen wheelers. They got like pizza, like cheese factories and stuff underground. What? Yeah, that's where they've been hiding the uh-huh. food at. They've been taking yeah. tractor trailers look, and putting them look, in the caves and dropping look. them off. Hey, about hey, uh, brother Kwame, you familiar with Dupo, Illinois? You ever heard of that? Yeah. Or uh, Koskiaski, I forgot how to pronounce it, but it's like where the Koskiaskia River come through back there in Cahokia. But see. Yeah, like they got it separated. Yeah, like Dupont, Illinois, and they got caves everywhere, like over there where. And I'm just like, I went in one before, you know, to get a pick up a truck. I we was picking up an 18 wheel in there, and uh, yeah. wow, I was like, wow, they got straight big business going on up underground. They, you know, they, like, they put, they got, they, they taking tractor trailers or food, refrigerated trailers. Cause dropping because them the off temperature stays the same temperature all year round. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. It's an interesting area around here, but like, it's just so like, you, you really like, you can't talk to nobody. It's like, it's like real quiet. But it's visible if if you if you if you paying attention, it's visible. Right, right. But the other part of it, you got Cairo, Illinois. Then you got Memphis, and both of them on the Mississippi. Yeah, yep. same thing as Ohio. Okay. And we know something real interesting getting ready to happen, right, brother Kwame? Oh yeah, because this is where the the twenty twenty four the yep. uh, eclipse across America. That's, that's where the right. Cross is at right there. So maybe that's going to be the awakening. Yeah. But you know they also expecting they they trying to say trying to say that earthquake going to slap through her. They trying to uh, brew that up. But, They've been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I heard that early. 
you got that fault line in Missouri. Yeah, they, they say that New Magic Fault, that's the main fault line that'll fuck some shit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because if it, if it ever shifts, that, that part of St. Louis is disappearing, part of Illinois, because they did a thing, uh, a ceremony, when they killed Tecumseh, and they went up on Pilot Mountain there in North Carolina and did a ceremony. It was so powerful that the ceremony made the, it made the earthquake, and the Mississippi ran backwards. That's how powerful wow. the earthquake was. The Mississippi ran backwards. It runs from north to south. It ran from south to, to north. Y'all blowing me away, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I'm going to tell you like this too You know, sometimes I'll be down on the river That thing be going the other way Yeah <laughs> I, You know, I, hey I, that, it, it go the other way sometimes Because, you know, sometimes I see it in uh, Alton You know, Alton, Illinois That's where the Mississippi yeah. and Missouri connect And, right. you know, I'm right in that whole I'm in that area like this that's that's the area I'm in all the time, and it's it's totally different. It's totally like you, you got an energy about the area that you feel, but you, you know, know, if you, you know, aware of it. Yeah, but the Mississippi River starts. That's why George Floyd, when they killed him in Minnesota, I said it was a reason for that because that Lake Itasca is the lake that Mississippi River starts from. It runs out of Minnesota, turns into a to a creek or a a creek. It runs like out of a, that lake, turns into a mm. creek, then turns into a small river. Then it runs, and that's where the Mississippi starts from, because that's the land of ten thousand lakes and twelve thousand earth mounds was up there in Minnesota. And, and what also, what tribe also, what what tribe was was in that area? What clan? A bunch of them. Well, well, like, they keep quiet about it around here. They don't too much talk about it. You have to like go to the history museum and, to actually uh, see. But for the most part, like you you you, they only talk about the Cahokia because that was the main. This whole area was considered the, the empire. You know, this was, that so was it was made, the first area is so big. The area is so big that Cahokia consisted of it was in Illinois and in Missouri. Mm. And see that because was because the river is right across, like the, the 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 main part of the Cahokia Mound. The all that stuff is like right there. You know, it's like right. it's like right, it's like right there. And the most of them they <laughs> tore down everything. You go to the history museum, you see they they got those pictures and stuff. And see the well, thing they about them, they, well, they showed them. Uh, they said they tore that mound down, down on uh, mm-hmm. where the where the Rams used to play at. That was the biggest mound in the in the in the world, I guess, at one time. Yeah. Mm. And now it's just a couple of cobblestones in the middle of the street, and they say this was a mound. Wow! It's, in right. the, it's smack dead, literally, like in the it's in the middle of the street, and like you can just like drive around, or like you can just park right there because it's not a, really a lot of traffic, but you can just pull right there, and it, you can just it got like it's like a, they got in like a little small little step pyramid, like three little rows, and a, and a plaque right there saying it's you know what it was. 
So they done turned it into a speed bump, more or less, huh? Yeah, but basically it's like a a grass circle that you can probably throw trash in. You know, when you ride down the street where, you know, and you probably throw your your soda, your water, your your, your drink. That's how, that's like, that's like how it looks. And, you know. Wow. And it's literally in the middle of the street. And it's not a roundabout. It's not really a roundabout. It's just like this, this, this right here was a mound. Right. There's no way they trash now, keep grass cut or anything. It's just like it's just a bump, like a speed bump, like you said. So, do they have any pictures of any of any of the the original uh, people that was there? Yeah, they yeah, yeah in the museum yeah, over pictures. there, Cahokia. They have pictures. Uh, they they said show took, them. Uh, they have. Do the they have them of color? Yeah, they said they okay. they said the mound was so big it took it they 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 got the 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 they said there was so many wagons full of uh, rock and brick they used because they used all the rocks to build all the the new uh build, you know the, the the buildings you know around here right. they used the, the yeah they they used all the pyramids the the mounds to build all the, the new stuff with. Stuff went over here. Some stuff went over all wagons. They said it was so many wagons full of stuff. It I forgot the exact time. They said it took a long time for them to break that thing down. Wow. Yeah, but see, the thing about that is, is that the Mississippi River is the zero point of the magnetic field on Turtle Island. It is the zero point from, from east to west. And that's why you have Poverty Point built down there at the Gulf and down down mm-hmm. there in Louisiana. And then you have it coming back up as, as, as they start building back up the Mississippi River because you got, you know, Poverty Point. Then you have what was Arkansas was the, the, the main thing of the Washington. That's where the crystals, that's the largest crystal bed. And then you mm-hmm. have Toltec Mounds that's there and right across the from Hot Springs in Arkansas and they have mounds over there and, and run by the river. All of these mounds okay. was run by built uh, by waterways. This is how mm-hmm. also 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 here we got Mammoth Cave. That's where, you know, the mammoths yep. was found here too. We got Mammoth State Park. But, you know, like it's like people don't really Care about this stuff around here, but we got They're all not that thinking stuff. about it. Nobody not, they know how important that stuff is. Right. Also, did you guys know that uh, St. Louis was originally supposed to be called New Orleans, and New Orleans was supposed to be St. Louis? No, I mm-hmm. never heard that. That's deep. That's I know there's the, a good uh, reason why they switched the it around. That's from the history here. They, that's you know, this was supposed to be New Orleans, the name, and this, that New Orleans was supposed to be St. Louis, right? Because all okay. of that was French territory. Okay, but I got it. Louisiana Purchase. That that's why they got all of that. Yeah. Also, oh, it's no way that 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 the people can claim that their land, right? Yeah, I don't know, but look, 
I I put it to you like this. I know we got some tribes around here, but the only time you see them, like you might see them at the uh, at an auction or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you would look at their plates and you'd be like, "What the hell? They, where the hell you come from?" Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they 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 look out of place, but at the same time they right here, right up on our nose, living out in the in the woods or whatever. You know, because they everywhere. Right. Yeah, and they hide the name. I don't know how you get the name because, you know, you look at their plates. They have a whole different plate, like how the uh, the, 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 the the sovereign black people trying to have those right. plates. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they have yeah. those type of plates. We oh, they ain't ride around here. Mess with them. Hey, they ride they around here, here too with them fire plates. Oh yeah, they yeah, have they them here in Detroit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it my business. I'm gonna see you tomorrow, brother Kwame. All right, sir. All right. Bev, you can text him. You can text him my number, so, so, so he can have it. So when he touch down, I t- I come over there when he get there, cause I I don't be you know it be too many white people and Mexicans over there. Not saying I'm I have a problem with them, but I don't go around. We feel you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so take, care you down, you okay. take care of you. Okay. You give me a holler when you Thanks. touch down, brother Kwame. I'll do that, D. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Thank you, D. I'm Thanks for the conversation, let, uh, brother D. Hotel and better yes. love. Go ahead, man. Some good history. Let me let uh, yes. Tuckmos in. Tuckmos. You still with us? Or you got your music? Yeah, sure I am, man. I was, I was glad you took me Better love, my brother. Oh, I better love. Peace to everybody. Um, I'm yeah. glad you talked about the NAACP because I just talked about them last night. Um, you mean the NAALGBT? Well, mm-hmm. I, I call them all. I call them niggas, alligators, apes, coons, and possums, man. Like the sheriff of Mississippi called them, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's pretty much what you got there. Um, but it's yeah, a shame, man. You try to use um, black people to push this LGBT. Cause it, it, that, that's the only way they could push it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the only way they could push it. Um, but yeah, that was um right on point. And um man, the um history down there. Now there was there's the New Madrid fault line that runs through um it's either St. Louis or Memphis. But right on the mm-hmm. Mississippi, I believe it's St. Louis. The last time it went off was eighteen ten, eighteen eleven. And um the destruction, you can see pictures of the destruction all the way in South Carolina. You know what wow. I'm saying? Um, and even in New York, because that fault line ends on 125th Street and Broadway. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So the one train runs underground, and when it gets to 116th Street, it comes out. It goes above ground over 125th Street because they can't run it through the fort line. And then it may disturb it. Back on, 
Yeah, exactly. So then it runs back down. Uh, but the last time it went off was, it had to be around 2000. I was working at Rockefeller Center. I was on the 30-something floor, and the building shook. And the alarms went off, so we all got up out of here. And they was, you know, the fire department came and said, oh, it's structurally safe. It was an earthquake. And how I knew, I was sitting in the in the little office area, and um, I was looking at the walls, probably sneaking, taking a break or something, and the calendar on the wall shook. It's like, oh, shit, what happened? And then there, the, all the alarms went off. And just that fast, you had a little shake. But the whole train line on 125th Street had to be shut down for them to, you know, really do some inspections. But, yeah, that thing goes all the way up. So I always look at the history, and the Indian Wars really started to go the white man's way after that earthquake went off. Because that Mm -hmm. devastated that whole region. All of those Indian tribes, uh, you know, ancestors and things, you know, uh, earthquake goes off right in the middle of you fighting a war. Everything gets displaced and disheveled, and then all of a sudden they get the upper hand, and they try to cover this all up with that war 1812, which couldn't mm-hmm. have happened because you had this huge earthquake go off. You can look it up, the New Madrid earthquake, 1811. There's no way that could have marched across this country at that time. It's impossible. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, only thing that, I give me that again. That was the new the New Madrid what? It's the New Madrid earthquake. Um, okay. New Madrid. I think that's the the, the name of it. Okay. Um, earthquake. That's the name of the fault that runs through um, Mississippi. That runs okay. across um, um, St. Louis. Yeah, the okay. 1811-1812 New Madrid earthquakes, uh, 7.2 and 8.2 on December 16, 1811, followed by magnitude 7.4 on the same day. Wow. And you could imagine. So in this sport wow. line runs, so they say the next time this goes up, this sport line goes off, it's going to make the Mississippi like 100 miles wide. It's going to separate the whole country right on that, right where the Mississippi goes straight down, like Tommy said, from Minnesota, from Minneapolis all the way down to Louisiana. All mm-hmm. that's going to be separated from everything east of it. It's going to be water flowing in as far. I mean, you're talking about whole states is going to be covered by water. You know what right. I mean? But look it up. Uh, it's, when you do the research, you'll find it. I know you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm on it, man. Yeah, yeah, but I'm mind blowing stuff to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yesterday I read this article and I wanted to run it past you. And, okay. Uh, it came from um, activist posts, and it's MRI scans and AI technology really could read what people are thinking. The implications. Yeah, I got. I got the article here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you look through it. And I'm sure you did. It said they um they gave the participants in the study at Texas uh, audio books, and they listened to them straight for 16 hours 
while they were in the MRI machine. Mm-hmm. And, um, here's an example. The book that was reading to the person, now they get being scanned, and they're using um, GPT-1 to figure out what they're thinking, and then chat GPT to translate it into text. So this isn't even GPT-4. This is GPT-1. Right. So it's uh, the book read, I got up from the air mattress and pressed my face against the glass of the bedroom window, expecting to see eyes staring back at me, but instead finding only darkness. So that's what the audio book read and what the AI determined that the person in mind, reading their mind, this is what it read. I just continued to walk up to the window and opened the glass. I stood on my toes and peered out. I didn't see anything. I looked up again and saw nothing. You know what I'm saying? So they're pretty much close. They got the window uh, staring out and seeing nothing. Once they're staring out to the darkness, you know, it, it's very close. So meeting people's minds, man. And, um, that's all I wanted to say. I'll mute myself. That's crazy, man. I got the article. I haven't read it. Okay, I was going to read it either later tonight or tomorrow morning. So I uh, made a copy of the article earlier today. Yeah, I got to get into that. Who is that article? All right. Okay, so. Um, well, here it is. Here it is. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you like most people, you've probably heard of artificial intelligence, but don't really know what it is. AI is a term that describes machines that can learn and work on their own. In other words, they can make decisions on their own without human input. The impact of artificial Hmm. intelligence on our thoughts and opinions. Anyway, go ahead, Ben. Oh, no, no, no. This one's different. Yeah, this one is MRI scans and AI technology really could. Yeah, I know I got that one, too, because I remember okay. reading. Yeah, I just wanted you to do that. Right, so peace, y'all, peace. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you, Tuckmos. Okay, <clears throat> we're down to our last two minutes. And uh, I want to thank the family. And thank you, Dr. X. Thanks, thanks to callers. Thank everybody. Thank us. And we'll be back tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you, Sister Bear. Hotep. Hotep family. See you tomorrow. Hotep. What y'all trying to do?
together Everybody smiles at us Cause they think that you're my man So I hold your hand like you're my man I keep hoping that you'll notice me And maybe one day you and I could be together More than just friends, yeah Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.